Hello there, and welcome to the Literarily Trash Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Roseanne. I'm Vanessa. I'm Samantha. And I'm Stephanie. And we're four sisters who love to read, drink, and talk shit. If you check any of those boxes, or hell, if you're just looking for some solid entertainment, you've come to the right place. Our exclusive book club is now open to the public. So grab a drink, pull up a chair, and let's talk some shit. Oh, and hey, listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Literarily Trashed podcast. We're back. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Cheers, guys. I've missed you. Cheers. Cheers. Missed you guys, too. Hope everyone had a great holiday and a break. Yes. I'm still on break. I am off until Tuesday. Same. Hmm. Yep. Same. Nice. I'm supposed to be working. Right now? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We won't say what day it is or what time of day we are recording. That's our little Mm -hmm. secret. (laughs) All right. What's everyone drinking? This late night, because we're not recording in the middle of the day on a work day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. So, because it's not the middle of the day, I am delightfully drinking a Blue Moon, the citrus wheat one, the light sky. Ooh. It's good. I've never, never had never seen that. Let me see the label. Oh. And it has like a little flavor to it? It does. Nice. It's, it's nice. It's almost like a little bit of a citrusy. It's kind of like they put orange or tangerine in it. Oh, tangerine peel. There Duh. you go. It's very good. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. What you got, Rose? Vodka. Oh, surprise. Straight basic. up. Nice. Vodka and a um, sparkling ice shit. Mm, those drink. are always good. Yeah, Which I flavor is that one? Is that the peach nectarine? Um, it is. Nice. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I drank a whole bottle of wine last night. Same. And but, but I haven't done that really long time. But also, guys, I wasn't hungover. I was just tired. So that's kind of dangerous, hmm. right? And I, I, I didn't think about the next day how I was going to hate my life. Stephanie, you should be proud. I was just having a good time watching a movie and drinking a whole bottle of wine, eating stacks. Was it good wine? Uh, yes. What was it? That's usually why. Um, oh, yeah. That's, that's why show. you weren't hungover. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Freak Show Cab. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I good. used an okay. aerator. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it helped. Yeah. Did you pregame a little ibuprofen just in case? I didn't because I'm out. And so Ooh. I was like, I'm really going to hate my life tomorrow. <laughs> I know. Bold move, right? It was very bold. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's that. Yep. Um, I am still drinking mimosas. Well, technically, it's a peach bellina, but I've been drinking mimosas for like the past four days. All the champagne and <laughs> <Wow>. all the world. <laughs> Constant. Jesus. I'm <laughs> and you don't have and like, that doesn't give you heartburn and stuff? No, honestly, those? every time I pop a bottle of Prosecco, I think about you, Stephanie, just so you know. And I'm so scared that this is the bottle that's going to take my gallbladder out. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. I do. <laughs> Yeah, I seriously do get scared, but then I, they're so good and it never happens. So we had our, um, our Christmas dinner, like as a family before we went to family members houses on Christmas Eve and stuff. So we had it on Saturday and they, um, we ended up, I ended up anyway, 
opening a bottle of Prosecco thinking everyone was going to have this awesome bit of like, we're all going to have some sparkling wine. And I was like, all the kids will get to have one. So I, yes, everyone, I gave my children a little bit of spark. No one wanted it. Not a single person (laughs) drank it. Before I knew it, all the cups were on my end of the table and I drank an entire bottle of Prosecco to myself while we sat there at the dinner table. Nice. So it was, I mean, it was nice. I had a good time. (laughs) Wow. Nice. Mm -hmm. It's like drinking Sprite. I will never again (laughs) drink champagne ever again. Never again. Yeah. Costing my life. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I drinking, guys? What are you drinking, drinking yeah. Stephanie? What, what drinking? do you got there? I'm <laughs> drinking. I'm drinking water because, um, as Roseanne said, I don't think about consequences of a good time, <laughs> and I went and got myself pregnant. I am pregnant. <laughs> yeah, my Friday night tequila, I guess, went a little too far. Um, yeah, I am pregnant with not just one baby but two. I am pregnant with identical <laughs> twin girls. Yeah, let that sink in. We can't wait. It's yeah, awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I know. I still Very can't believe exciting. it's true. I mean, I, like, thankfully, I say it's unexpected, which I feel like always, like, it feels weird for people to hear me say, like, it was an unexpected pregnancy, like, with my husband. We're happily married. You know, all things are well. But still, was not expecting to get pregnant. Was not trying to get pregnant. Um, and so to find out, number one, that we were pregnant again, and number two, that it was with twins, we're happy now. Yeah. But I'm also at this point four months pregnant, um, so I've had time to sit and bask in this. But yeah, it was a bit of a shock, bit of a um, well, you guys watch the roller coaster of number one finding out I was Emotions. pregnant. Yeah, number two, yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, we did just find out there was. I won't go into a ton of details, but there was a brief period where this was a pretty scary pregnancy. For they are identical twins because they share a placenta, but there was a period where we thought that they were in the same sack together, which is a very rare type of twin pregnancy. And it comes with a lot of risks. And so there was a, a good, honestly, I just found out this was that we're doing a, have a different kind of pregnancy like last weekend. So for these first four months, we have been operating under the impression that our babies were very high risk, that I was going to have to go into the hospital for 24-7 monitoring and deliver very early, like all kinds of stuff. But we did just find out from our specialist that is not the case. They found the babies are in two separate sacks. So now I can just get gigantic and huge and miserable in the comfort of my own home and deliver, you know, probably around the 38-week mark. So somewhere in mid-May, we're going to add two more mm-hmm. little literarily trash chicas to little the group. Little Stephanie's. <laughs> yeah, that's what the world needs. Cheers to the littles. Yes. Yeah, so cheers, yes. guys. Take a sip cheers for me. Cheers to you, Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very exciting. Yes. I'm trying not to be jealous that you're just um, living my life minus the military husband and farm life. Because now you have twins. I wanted twins. You're also getting to homeschool your children, which I wanted to homeschool my children and not work. So I'm trying not to be a little grumpy at you uh, living <laughs> kind of the life that I wanted for myself. Okay. <laughs> so fun fact, Roseanne did not ever think about having children or twins or homeschooling her children until way oh, later yeah. in life. For a very long time, she was adamant she would have zero children. Correct. Like, not even a wink of a child. Correct. I guess that's what I get. I only get one and I have to work yeah. and hate my life. Karma's <laughs> <laughs> a bitch. Hey, how was Tristan's Christmas? Yeah, oh, yeah. Good. It was a good? It was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he asked Santa for a motorcycle. So, instead of a motorcycle, though, we got him a scooter. And so, you know, I kept... At the end of the day, I were like, you know, did you get everything you wanted? What was your favorite gift? He's like, well, I thought Santa was going to bring me a motorcycle. And I'm trying not to oh, just wow. like backhand him like, you little greedy bastard. 
but get him a motorcycle. We got him the no. We got him a scooter <laughs> to test it out first, and just you know, because he's just he's very um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just very daredevilish. Like he loves going fast and doing all these dangerous things, and like the scooter, I think goes like ten miles an hour. Like that's good to start off. It's yeah. electric, for God's sake. Like let's slow the roll, kid, and make sure you don't die. What kind of motorcycle did he want? He's he's five. A, a children's motorcycle, like a little dirt bike or yeah. something. Oh, is what he wanted, like a dirt bike. Well, like he didn't Bo say has? dirt bike. Like he wants a motorcycle. Like they have little kids motorcycles. Oh, like that look like real life choppers. Oh. That's one he had looked at. Wow, but. he wanted himself yeah. a chopper. He looked yeah. at what did he go, wow. go on yeah. go on Google like crow? Like, <laughs> Your kids was no, I gave him like the little Amazon book and then oh, um, oh god, the it was in the Amazon in book. You don't give him those. <laughs> Well, yeah, because I want to see what he wanted. And then Terrence almost got him one. If we hadn't have bought the scooter before this, he, he probably would have got the motorcycle. But Aww. yeah, but that's it. But yeah, it was good. It was good. That's yeah. good. What about y'all? Good. What about Bo? I want to hear about the, the small kids. They still like believe in Santa and it's fun. Yeah, they have the fun yeah, this was, Yeah, well, this was the first year that he actually like understood the concept. Kind of. We also, we, I've yeah. been very sick, both with the pregnancy and just like with the all the, I'm sure we've all experienced it, the viral illnesses going around right now. So I've been super sick. So unfortunately, we didn't get to actually go see Santa this year. Um, but he knows enough. We read enough books that like he understood the concept. So last night, or not not last night, but the night before Christmas, um, you know, we did cookies and put out the milk. And Greg gave him the whole spiel about you got to go to bed. So the reindeer and Santa, he's like, okay, bye, good night. And like ran to his bedroom, like was so excited to go to bed. Nice. <laughs> and then Christmas morning, That's he cute. came like barging into our room and was like, so but then we, we took him out there and we were like have you checked the cookies like did santa come and eat your cookies and he was like what the he looked at the he literally said that he's not even four yet what the looking at his That's cookie so plate um then i was like did you check and see if there's presents under the tree and he lost his mind there's presents he was so excited um was really hype and and he he enjoyed it it was every box he opened was like um it was real cute i got a video of him going all right let's open this bad boy up every time he opened a present he wanted to like open it immediately <laughs> let's open this bad boy awesome. up yeah it was super cute yeah he wanted apparently if nice. i had given him the amazon booklet i would have known he only wanted dinosaurs of all variations and i would have saved myself a lot of time and money picking out a variety of gifts and just gotten a shit ton of dinosaurs but um because everything he opened is it a dinosaur i'm like no I got you other cool stuff. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. This age is still fun. It's yeah, yeah. It's, I will tell you Christmas Eve is the most exhausting day of the year, uh, which is why I was trying to be a good wife uh, on a previous story. I was telling my sisters. That's why I was trying to, you know, make sure we had energy sure for the, the day. God I, no. God, I wish we could share no. how you were a good wife on Christmas Eve, but no, the world does not need to hear that. But it's no, no, you don't. But honestly, it is such an exhausting day. Like, is it not? Like, yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe not for y'all because Sammy and Nessie because your kids are older, but like. I mean, just Jesus Christ, all the things, the baking of the cookies, the mm -hmm. sprinkling out the reindeer food, the, you know, getting the food ready, getting all the, just all the things, you know, and then the, the staying up late, you know, with your stage, everything significant other, getting all the yeah. stuff together. And mm -hmm. yeah. And then just during the day, making sure you're keeping your patience and keeping the magic alive and the excitement mm -hmm. when really you're just like, God, just shut the 
I know. Oven. One year, or let me um, bake these cookies myself. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I uh, I went too big for heaven, since she still believed in, in Santa. I put a whole train set together, and it was going around the tree. I built an oh entire Lincoln Log cabin. Like I was like wow. Buddy the Elf is who I was. Like it was like it was bomb. Oh, wow. Um. Yeah. No, we used to we used to go big, but I mean, she still gets a ton of stuff now. But now it's all wrapped, and we don't have to stay up and like hide yeah. it and put it out. You know. But yeah, mm-hmm. we used to do a scavenger yeah. hunt for the kids. So Ooh, that's cool. They would get like gifts from us that would be wrapped and then we would have and Santa would just bring one gift. So and then Santa would um write them a letter and the first at the end of the letter would have the first hint for their scavenger hunt to go find where he hid their presents throughout the house and they would have to go to location location trying to figure out where it was. Um it was always really cute. So that was so that was always the exhausting part of trying to come up with like a rhyme or something that kind of worked that they would maybe remember where to go like inside of a, a board game from before or something like that. Like they have to go and hunt down these clues. Oh, mm-hmm. whoa. That lasted three years wow. before I got too tired to be cool. And I finally told them Santa didn't exist. You broke it to him? Oh, you, you broke it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's not true. (laughs) Sean actually broke it. In fact, Gavin was devastated the day that he found out that Santa was not real. It was, it was very sad. Yeah, yeah. He still talks about it. Remember that time you told me? Mm -hmm. I I don't know how hard to go with Santa because I don't know. Like you know what I mean? Go hard. Go hard. I don't. I don't know. They'll forgive you. Go hard. They'll forgive you. Go hard. Okay. All right. Go hard. They say. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I mean, I say they forgive you. Heaven still talks about when she found out as well, and she she was like, she actually said. Mm You guys lied to me. Was right. actually what because it's like the first big lie you tell your kid. Yeah, right? like it's a big. Well, and lie. then it snowballs. They're like, oh, so now the Easter Bunny's not real. Now nothing's real. Like mm-hmm. the Tooth Fairy that I kept forgetting to put money under your pillow. Like yes, like, all, <laughs> then all that is like snowballing. Yes, welcome to adulthood. It sucks here. Nothing's fun. Nothing's right? real. Yeah. <laughs> nothing's fun. Nothing's magic. No magic. Don't bring your shit in a chimney. Yeah. It's not real. It's just your mom and dad working their asses Horrible. off. You're welcome. You know. Yeah. That's that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I, I, like, forgot to go, like, super hard on, like, Santa stuff. But thankfully, Greg, I mean, it's no surprise. Stephanie's not the best at holidays. Um, Greg swooped in and was like, Santa has to get some gifts. Like, Santa gets this. Santa gets that. And I'm like, whatever. I don't Whatever. You don't like, get to write I don't know how this works, Greg. Santa gets to come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, whatever your kid wants, like, whatever they ask Santa for specifically, the that's most. supposed to be yeah, from Santa. That's Santa's Okay. Gift. All right, so yeah. next year I have to ask him yeah. specifically what he wants from Santa and get him that from Santa. Okay, Correct. I can do that. Have him write a letter to Santa and he'll write what he wants or whatever. Or if you take him to actually Santa and he tells him what he wants, that's what that's what you get from Santa. Got it. Let me write that down for next year. Trick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Log sure. that away for future. <laughs> Fucking holidays, yeah. God. Be sure to whisper it to Greg because mm-hmm. Greg's going to be the one taking him to see Santa, not you. So make I'll sure Greg take, knows. I'll go. Right. <laughs> Well, now next year you're going to have three to take to Santa. Oh, God. Just, Look at just a face. reminder. Just a friendly reminder. Oh, God. You're going to have two Stephanies That's and three. a Greg to take. <laughs> She'll be staying home. <laughs> Greg's going to be dressed up as Santa and just, yeah, yeah. you're going to get a Santa suit and knock yeah, it out. I was like, I was, I was literally like, I, I just wanted to do a puzzle all Christmas day. That's all I wanted to do. And he was like, don't you want to like hang out with us and play? I'm like, this is my last year of peace and quiet before I never again get to have a quiet Christmas day. So no, I don't want to play with the Bagda tiles and the Lincoln logs and the Nerf guns. I don't want to do it. Like you're the boy dad right now. You're about to do it. I'm four months pregnant with twins. This is my last quiet Christmas. I'm puzzling all day. And I did. Vanessa, I worked on the office puzzle you got me for Christmas. 
and nice. it's actually it's actually great. going really well i the last one you got me from the Good. office was very hard took a very long time to do but this one i am plowing through i've got my uh because they have sections in it yes yes i'm working section yeah. by section i'm listening to my um fantasy book on audible while i work on my puzzle this one, I'm in the. You're only on. This is the fifth book, so I, you guys, I, I, you can't see it, but this is the fifth book in the Akatar series. Oh my god, it's huge! This is a smutty. They all Vanessa, are. Turn, turn it, turn it this way. I this love it. You need to know. This one is smutty. Holy bejesus! Yeah, these are big books. Is it? Do I need to real quick while we're talking about this? Because I need everyone to know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip ahead real, real fast. This is, this is my one-off book recommendation since we're talking about Akatar real quick, y'all. This is. Such a great series, and I'm not a fantasy person. Most of you guys know I am a historical fiction girl or some sort of psychological thriller. I hardly ever dabble into anything sci-fi or fantasy or any of that stuff. I have been hook, line, and sinker deep into this book. Like Ben has officially called me obsessed because I refuse to watch TV. All I do is lay in bed. I hide under my blankets with my nightlight reading my book at night. And this is how it's like, I want to not work. I want to call in sick every day so I can lay in bed and read. Hmm. I am on book three, almost finished with it. It's been, I started it, what, Thursday of a week ago, two weeks ago, week and a half ago. You started it on like December, what was it? December 16th last? 14th. No, the 14th. Yeah. And I'm already on the third book, which is they're huge books. And you just, and I have a life. So you're trying to like fit it in. I'm reading it when we're like in the car. I'm reading it at breakfast. I'm reading it when I'm drinking coffee. I'm like, it's nonstop. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. You will like it. It's smutty, but it's also just entertaining and just, it's got a good storyline. And fun fact about this author, which I didn't know, but I, if I'm, and correct me if I'm wrong, but she wrote the first one. She was 16. Oh my God. I didn't know that. And it got published when she was 20, so she kind of worked on it, but she oh, wow. originally wrote this when she was 16, which is amazing. Wow. For those of you who have read it or haven't yet, keep that in mind. I wish I could read, or I could write just a fraction of what she did. Well, they, they say Ness, so she has another series, Throne of Glass. They say that one's even better than the Akatar series. Like, like my sister-in-law was like, I don't even think about the Akatar series anymore. I, only, I Once I read Throne of Glass series, that was like the top notch so yeah the, the, we're just hmm. getting into the fantasy world just a tiny bit i've already read fourth it's wing very good. i'm trying to get them to read fourth wing next um what's next yep. and roseanne has agreed wow. to, to read this series yes. i'm mailing her the books next so she's next in line so, i have sammy, only because sammy and i went hardcore in the fever series by karen marie moaning yeah. remember mm-hmm. that was a while ago but we went pretty hard in the pain on that series and it was some fairies and and, and there was definitely some smut in there yeah yeah, yeah. I, I definitely called smut. in sick one day 100 i did because i was actually yeah. so devastated yeah. that someone that i thought they died i couldn't go to work the next day <laughs> <laughs> yeah is it Jericho? Well, it was Barons. Yeah, it was it was Barons. Oh, yeah. Barons. Oh, yeah. yeah, when you think he died, his name was Jericho, right? I think yeah, I think it was Jericho. Jericho. Yeah, but okay. I just always called him Barons. Um, but I remember like thinking that like man, like he's like yeah. the perfect man. <laughs> yeah. So that's only why I'm gonna entertain entertain this one, and because you guys won't like shut the fuck up about it's it just, and actually need it's a really, anyone else. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice break from reality. That's how I'm looking at it. I'm like, it's obviously mm-hmm. nothing about this is real. Like it's all very much so like this whole different world. Mm-hmm. It's just a nice break from the shitty real world. I, I've been reading a ton of books while I've been pregnant because I've been so sick and tired. I go to sleep at 7 p.m. That's real life. At 7 p.m., I'm in nice. bed um, and I'm listening to my book until I fall asleep. My schedule right now is I sleep from 7 to 10. And at 10, I wake up and I look for a snack just to see if I'm hungry, if I need anything. And I go back to sleep, wake up again at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. 
again to see if I'm hungry, if I need anything. And then I go back to sleep until six when I get up for real. And I am definitely hungry at that point. And that's my current schedule. I feel like my body is like preparing myself for like not ever getting a full night's sleep getting up. ever again. <laughs> ever again. <Yeah. laughs> um, is the waking up and trying to find something to eat to keep you from getting sick? Because it's when you're on an empty stomach, you feel more yeah, sick. Or like, are you just waking up and like, like a bear out of hibernation, like I'm hungry? No, like to stop me from getting sick. So I, I think too, because I have ulcers, if I even get remotely hungry, it it like my, my stomach, like I get acid reflux, everything burns and I hate my life. So I eat a lot of Greek yogurt and toast in the middle of the night. Oh, nothing okay. that'll even... There could be worse things. Well, yeah, it's like nothing <laughs> that will even remotely give me heartburn. Um, but it's gotten better. So thankfully I just hit four months and thankfully I have not thrown up in a week. <laughs> Go me. Nice. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, anytime we talk to Stephanie, she's like, I vomited seven times today. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. are bloodshot. I peed my pants. I hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I don't, well, never mind. I'm keeping that comment to myself. Continue. We went on, a, we went on a camping trip recently. Ness was on it. Uh, Sam and Roseanne were not there, but we did like a family camping trip recently. And I unfortunately got uh, I had a virus when we got there, um, so I missed the entire camping trip, and I threw up ten times in forty-eight hours. It was r- ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. I missed the entire camping trip, sick in bed in the camper, while everyone else was having a great time. I need you to know it that it just was not the same without you. It just wasn't. I mean, not that I didn't thoroughly enjoy yeah. myself, and I loved the bow attention because he was like. Like that's all yeah. that it was was just bow for entertainment, um, but it was definitely not the same without uh, without you know sharing to a bottle of tequila so funny. Play speed mm-hmm. and first of all I, I am hilarious <laughs> I am hilarious and I do bring Never. a level of excitement yeah no tequila shots for Stephanie so everyone was like no tequila no cards, no cards. it just was not the same vibe mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. We did. Well, we did that play. Suck. That's what she said, which was actually fun to see. Um, I, mom heard, is I heard mom won the first I round. See that. Mom Ew. is nasty, guys. <laughs> like you think we're gross. Give me an example. Give, an Give example mom now. five yeah. seconds with a game of cards, Greg, and I'm telling Greg you, came in the camper thinking out. about that for a couple of hours. Yeah. After. Ew. <laughs> because because. Because the grossest thing, which you know Greg is already going to pick the nastiest one that comes out of the card deck, it was always mom who put it in there. Oh. And she goes, it's just the cards I'm dealt. I'm like, no, mom. Can you give us an example? Wow. It's the one you picked. I No, I can't. I wish I, I – there was just so many gross ones. Like, I can't even – there were things like – that's what she said. It's like Cards Against Humanities, but it's – Nastier. A little bit raunchier. Yeah. Ooh, nasty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mom, for thing? sure, won the nasty award. Because every time it was just, everyone was kind of like, oh, God. And we knew it was mom. Who <laughs> and mom's just laughing. Good and mom's just sitting there. <laughs> just, sorry, guys. It's what I was dealt. We're like, no. <laughs> Ew. You used it that way, mom. <laughs> Lord. Uh, we played a game yeah. last night called uh, Smartass. And that was fun. It's like a, it's not a charades game, but it's, um, you basically pick a card and you read out like eight, Hence, and somebody whoever says the word first wins. It gets to roll the dice or whatever. But it was fun. Hmm. I don't know um, about yeah, it's called smart ass. Yeah, I heard it. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Good group game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love a good group game. We introduced Tristan to Battleship. Got him that for oh, Christmas and bingo because I'm trying to be a good mom and implement implement like Sunday night game nights where it's like just something we do after dinner like every Sunday night. 
So I'm trying to step up the games and, um, well, I fucking love bingo for one. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. So he can play that. And then like battleship though, he's, he's trying to cheat and like look over and I'm like, <laughs> okay, maybe you're not ready for battleship. So battleship takes um, on that one still it takes some smartness like you have to like when i play with brett like i know i kind of know brett like how he likes to like set things up yeah. so i can always nail him really good like it takes like some smartness i think to play not that he's not smart but battleship is kind of a strategic game <laughs> <But> i'm smarter <laughs> sorry <laughs> well i just figure because it's like bingo just like call the number and the letter like how fucking hard is it but then <laughs> he's putting the pins up here and then down here and i'm like all right fuck <laughs> He doesn't get there going around. He's low key moving his ship. You can't, you're like moving it every time you get close. <laughs> hey, I like that strategy. <laughs> well, that's why you got to keep track of when people, little tip for a battleship, you got to keep track of when people miss you so that you can move around if you want. But you, that's a double keeping track. Wait, you can, anyway, you can move your ship. It's also called cheating. No, that's you're called not cheating. Move if, you, if you keep track of when they call out and they miss you. If you keep track of that on your area where your ships are, you could move your ship if you wanted. No, no you can't. No. Yes, you can. Because That's if you're track of what they miss, That's, you can move it around. Well, you can technically, but you shouldn't because it's not is the way this, the game works. No, it's not in the rules. Is this like calling rules. Uno in Mexican train? This is a house <laughs> yes. rule that no one follows. <laughs> Kinda, it's not Rizan, a house rule. I'm just saying you could move cheat a ship. if you wanted. Rosanne's just trying to tell us how to track. I'm just trying to fucking tell you that if you keep mm-hmm. track of the misses, then you can cheat. We got you, it. <laughs> you can move it around. Yeah. I don't think I like that. Yeah. And you question why your kid can't play because you're trying to t- teach him how well, to cheat. Well, it's a never ending game. Like the game will never end. That's <laughs> what I feel like. Um, well, no, like Terrence is trying to help him and I'm over here just like moving, nailing a hook line. Moving her ship. And then Terrence, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm nailing him every, every one he has. And Terrence is just like evil eyeing me because he was helping him out and the game was just like going on and on. And he's like, Can you give him a fucking break? He was like, you know, <laughs> eyeing me across the room. And I'm like, No, because I'm about to sink his ship and yeah. let's get this over with. Life doesn't give you breaks. And he's like, Can you he's like, Can you just like throw us a bone, like a little hint on where you are? And I'm like, Can you just fucking play the game? Like, look around. <laughs> Anyways, I can't wait for our family game nights. I can't wait to be We're just recounting it. It's so fun. I think it's important you give them a healthy dose of losing. Mm-hmm. It's an important that your mom kicks your ass every now and again in a game. It's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I have to do the backlash of like Tristan losing because he's a sore loser. And like, how do you, how do you get your kid out of that? Out of sore losing? Yeah. You just keep beating them until they're so like beat down that they just don't care about winning anymore. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Beat them down so low that. Like we were playing bingo, like before we came on here, he'd won twice. Uh, the last one I won and I, I yelled bingo. I was really excited because actually it caught me by surprise. I was like, oh, bingo. And he threw his bingo chip across the table. Fuck out of here. Get out of here. That's great. That's fantastic. It's not fantastic. It's annoying. That would annoy me. I need you to poll the Instagram about um, the battleship moving your ship mid game. I need you to poll and see mm-hmm. if that is cheating or not. Cause I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm still caught up in that. Like that's full on cheating to me. It is. It is cheating. I, I, I didn't say it wasn't cheating. It is cheating. Oh, okay. You talked yeah. to us like it was like that's just what you were you like. Do. You know was, that if you keep you track, monitor it you and then you move it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just telling you. If you keep track, you can successfully cheat. Okay. It's like Monopoly. If you're the banker, if you, and you yeah. Well, and no you good. slide yourself a 500. <laughs> yeah. No one's looking. I passed go. <laughs> That's full on cheating. <laughs> that is. 
<laughs> if you've never cheated in Monopoly, what are you doing with your Seriously. life? Seriously. I haven't cheated in a while playing Monopoly, but I have cheated in my life, yes. Everyone cheats in Monopoly. I like to trick my kids in the and when you when you play Monopoly and you have to like ask them um like bargaining, like if they don't want to buy a property, so you're gonna like I manipulate the shit out of I them you and do. I get so a lot of Frank. really good pieces. Frank ben ben tells me all the time, right before we start playing, he's like, all right, guys, don't ever bargain with your mother because she's going to yeah. rape you before you get out of this game. <laughs> you're right. I am. Yeah. No shame. Life is tough. It's even tougher if you're stupid. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next topic. New Year's resolutions. Does anyone actually have one? I don't even. I don't even do New Year's resolutions anymore. I mean, I have the the usual stuff. Like I'm gonna like not drink as much, and I'm gonna drink more water, and I'm gonna exercise. Like I have like those normal ones. But do you mean I should start that like tomorrow? Do you mean any of it? <clears throat> I know what I want to do. Okay, is what I'll say. Yep. I know, I know what I want to do and what I want to look like and what it takes to look like I want to look like. You have to put in the work, and I just have not yet motivated myself to do the work. I gotcha. So maybe this Can year. Can I just say that um, I feel like you are perfectly beautiful just the way that you are. You have this new Lululemon fitting jacket here mm-hmm. that Stand looks up, very model. fitting. <laughs> there it is. Look at that thing. Look at that curve hugging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what I want to look like. <laughs> I know. Like a fucking model bitch. Like you're already there. Eat a, eat a penis. With her Stanley. <laughs> Stanley. With her Stanley cup and her Dunkaroos, whatever you call them. They're dunks. I did get some dunks. We're the dunk family. We all got a white and black pair of dunks. Wow. All three oh, of us cute. did. I love that. Yes. We'll have to take a I little picture. That. It'll be cute. You should. That's cute. But you guys don't have any resolutions? Like, you don't think, like, all right, this is New Year. Like, I'm, I'm going to be nicer. Like, I think stuff like that. Like, I'm going to be nicer to, I'm to tell buckle you, no. driving. Yeah. My no, new, absolutely think, not. <laughs> no, I'm probably going to still have road rage. That's not going to change. I think, though, that my only one I have that I've been thinking about is to not be so psycho when my husband leaves a trail of shit when he walks through the house. And to not get so angry at it that it causes me to put him on the silent treatment for 24 hours. Yeah. While I putter around and clean his stuff. So my goal is to... Do a blinder yes. to his disgustingness and just pretend like I don't see it so it doesn't mm-hmm. impact me personally. Let me ask you. Yeah. Does he, don't sweat the does he eventually clean it up on his own? Never. No. Oh. No, I, I just – it ends up being where it is and then I throw it onto a basket and it goes onto his side of the bed and eventually gets dealt with after it sits on the floor for another three weeks. And then when he can't find something – then he cleans right i don't see it unless i need to go to my dresser which is on his side of the bed and Ew. have to step over it interesting i was That's i was amazing. asking because because oh. greg has a pet peeve about me that i don't like clean up after myself immediately and i'm like i'm going to clean it up i'm just not going to do it the second you think i should that's my that's my thing like i'm always going to put mm-hmm. up my lunch away but i'm going to eat my lunch first and enjoy myself while it's hot and then i'll come back and put everything away but like his thing is like put it away immediately because mm-hmm. he's like a clean freak. So he like goes behind me and he's always like it's making funny. little petty comments and I'm like, bitch, <laughs> I'll get it. Mm-hmm. I'm a clean it. It just ain't on your schedule. Just wait. But if he you never cleans up after wait. it, then it's not the same and that's annoying. No. Yeah. No, it's annoying and he knows it. He knows he does it and he's fully aware. And I've even gotten to like, I started getting him baskets and putting them like 
on the dining room table where I know he's going to throw all his mm-hmm. shit. And instead of putting it in the basket, he puts it around the basket so that it doesn't. <laughs> yes, that's typical. And the basket yeah. just sits empty. He's and like, oh, it's empty basket. Oh, I'm going to put it beside it. Yeah. <laughs> just the hamper is literally right where he puts his clothes and he throws it next yes. to it. Like there's no. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's afraid of. He's, it's almost like he's afraid of a hole, which is interesting. So I'm trying to get him to let me Maybe it's too big. Hole. It's too gaping. He Aim better. <laughs> Make it, a, make it a little a hole. hole. Make it a little hole and he'll probably put it right in there. He might. Maybe I should make it a smaller one. I'm going to put a cover with a tiny hole in it. I cannot. <laughs> anyway, oh, well, that's my New Year's resolution. Yeah. Do not hate my husband so much by his trails of dirt. This morning yes. I went on a rampage because both Greg and Bo were trying to look for the remote. And I'm sure your husbands probably do the same thing. They can't use their eyes to find things if it's not exactly where they think it should be. They can't just like already laughing because look mm-hmm. over and like I watched them both and I was like kind of letting it happen because I'm I refuse to let Bo be this kind of guy. Like I'm like, no, you will find it. Mommy's not finding it for you. Like you will go find your stuff. So they're both looking for the remote this morning and they looked all over our bedroom, all over it. It was literally on the comforter like right in front of us, but neither of them could see it. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what is wrong with you? And I went on a rampage. <laughs> and like, I rampaged and Greg took both sides. He's like, sometimes women just, I don't know, son, sometimes women just. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> like, let me tell you what men just, you know, <laughs> just so annoying. Wow. Mm-hmm. Ben actually did that. Um, he came back with the boat. He went fishing with his um dad and stepbrother or when they went or dad and brother when they went um for christmas eve doesn't matter anyway he came back tried to unhook the boat and realized that he didn't have the key for the lock to get it off the trailer so he was like i don't know how to get the damn trailer off of off the truck and i was like well maybe you should look harder go see where you put the key so he was like well i use it this morning he's roaming around rummaging around the house he literally rips his truck apart rips the boat apart, digs through our room, like destroys everything. Eventually goes out there and busts the lock off of the trailer. Totally breaks it, breaks the whole thing off. Now he's going to have to have it replaced. And that motherfucker pulls the keys out of his pocket (laughs) an hour later. Guys, in his pocket, which he swears he looked at. That's a good one. This is my life. Yeah. This is my life. There's something in their brains. I don't know what it is. There is. I'll tell you, does he, does he then go on to say that someone has stole them? That is breast (laughs) cream at mine. It's always like someone has stolen. Who kids are always guilty? I'm like, no one touched them. always guilty. Yes. I'm like, no one's been in the house to steal it. So. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I just like proactively start moving things when I see them in the wrong spots. I move them to where they belong because Terrence is real bad about coming in and just putting shit randomly. He'll. He'll walk around the house with the keys, and I'm like, "This is not going to end. This well, is so not let good. Me just let me hawk where you're going with them and put them where they belong." So I just proactively do that, like all the time. There's something yeah. like that. No, I, all the time. Have you seen my or like trigger words for me? Have you seen my like it? It sets me yeah. off. I'm like, and it's oh, it, no. It's usually like at the end of a day when I've like I've been so like heavily involved in things, and it's like one more fucking question because you're like my worst child right now, like. <laughs> I'm like, if I get up and find it is what I always say if I get up and find yes. it <laughs> Greg's moving faster trying to find it exactly I always find it too though always, I always find within seconds for. same always. same yes. within seconds I can find it's it it's always in the most mm-hmm. logical place always. too like as if and it doesn't it, how did you even miss it like mm-hmm. were you like intentionally looking in a hole for some reason like again another <laughs> hole like look better 
the whole phobia. Does he around. love holes or hate them? I can't tell. <laughs> I'm, I'm undecided. <laughs> I did. Jury's still I out, did guys. make it all the way to a doctor's appointment an hour away and realized I didn't have my wallet with me recently. And, and I was like in the car going like, oh my God, I left my wallet. I forgot my wallet, blah, blah, blah. And Bo must have heard me because now when we're getting ready to leave the house, he will stop and be like, do you have your wallet? I feel both like like that. low key Kid. judge and also like thankful. He's like a mini Greg. I'm like, I don't That's have so my cute. wallet. Thank you for reminding me. But like, how old? Are but you? you're also annoying. Yeah, like also back off of me because I have a lot going on. Yeah, it's like yeah. So every time we get in the car, do you have your wallet? Do you have your wallet? Yes, I have my fucking wallet. Or mm-hmm. no, I don't. I have to go back in the house and get it. <laughs> yes, I'm a constant phone pinger from my watch. Like constant. You are. Yeah. You, you are. are. It's I bad. Samantha. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad. It'll be in my pocket. It'll be yeah. in my hand. Sometimes it's in my hand. I'm like, yeah. it's my phone. And it's, it's like I feel like you don't even look anymore. You just ping. I do. You yeah. just ping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she doesn't even bother. That's like, like this morning. Like I was like, trying to understand how you can start your morning without checking your phone and seeing our text messages. We were trying to decide what time we were recording today, and I'm like. <laughs> She's got to look at her phone at some point today. So I'm like, Samantha, look at your phone and tell us what time you can do I'm this. here. <laughs> I know. At that point, you know I was going to wake up for a little bit. And I think I was, making, I was making food. I wasn't – no. So this – real quick. I changed out the watch band on my watch to this pretty, like, bougie one. And it keeps, like, locking itself. So, like, I don't get the messages when it's locked because it's not tight enough against my wrist. So in my defense, it wasn't always going off. But even if it does, let's be real. I just don't always check it. I really – I don't – I, it's a love hate with my phone. Like if I don't have to have it, mm-hmm. I will not have it, um, and I won't know where it's at either. <laughs> you will not, <laughs> and you I'm not ashamed not. of it, <laughs> and I'm not afraid of sharp tooth. Uh, I was about to say, you got it. Whore. Name the movie. <laughs> Land before time. <sighs> I win. Oh, did you see they're coming out with a new one? They're like redoing Land Before Time. No. Is it the same it. movie? Like just making it remastered? Or are they actually making a new one? I don't know. Nope. I didn't see that. Have you watched all the others, guys? Yeah. They're they freaking horrible. Yeah, they're they're nice horrible. They are, Nothing yeah. is as good as the first one. Nothing. God, is as good they're as the so first. bad. This mother with it makes me star. so angry when I have to watch them. I get so irritated because they doesn't even hold a candle to the original. Yeah. Yeah. I just got really sad thinking about the original. It is really sad. Yeah. It is sad. Mother. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, when he uh, and they always and kill the moms, guys. Always, always kill the mom. Why aren't dads dying in these mm-hmm. movies? Oh, because yeah. dads aren't even around. Dads aren't even around. Dad's They're not, not even around. around. Yeah. Dad ain't even there. <laughs> There's usually not a dad. <laughs> well, it's so funny. We were watching. We watched the Christmas story. It was like Tristan's first time really watching it, and just like watching it as a grown woman, like who's a mom, like. The mom is always doing stuff, I and this know. dad is just sitting around, on the, like reading the paper, doing delays. Like, I know. Yeah. Anyways, it's just so funny to me. Just you know, stereotypical stuff from back in the day is just funny mm-hmm. rewatching later. Do you guys ever watch Super Nanny? I have in the past. I haven't watched it recently. I don't like. I don't but... watch the episodes, but every now and again, my phone will go on a rampage and give me just a bunch of clips on social media of Super Nanny. But there was this one recently where like this mom was like losing her mind. And the, and the super nanny was just, like, peeking around the corners watching because it was, like, the quiet day where she just watches. And the dad was on the computer looking at, like, go-karts for hours. And I swear to God, she was about to explode. <laughs> she was just, like, watching the him. The mom or the oh, super the nanny? The mom wasn't even acknowledging him. And I'm like, woman, pick up the computer and smash it. Like, it was driving me crazy. The kids were, like, throwing their shoes. Like, it was, like pure chaos and he was just clicking on the computer you could just hear him in the background like clicking 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 and it's super nanny was in the corner like oh my god yeah it was it was 
I just felt so much rage. I don't know. Anyways, I'm a rage person. I'm all about like, I rage. I guess I'm Whitney from, uh, yeah. that's how I feel these days. You sure yeah, it's a rage mom. Mm-hmm. I don't rage my kid, but I will rage at Greg. Um, if, I, if, if I'm even slightly inconvenienced, especially pregnant right now, if I'm even remotely, I even told him, Vanessa, you missed this. When we were at the campfire, the one night I could sit around it, I didn't want him to go drink because I didn't want to be alone in my soberness. So I was like, no, I don't want you to go drink because then you're going to have my family as backup and you're not going to do as I say. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> guys. Right. It's true. Greg, while I understand, Stephanie, you're pregnant, but I do have to give Greg an ounce of like some credit. This guy does more than any other male <laughs> that I've ever witnessed do a damn thing. And he true. gets yelled at more than any male I know. So like, when is it enough? I'm just curious. Never. Like, when is it enough? It's never enough. I could never imagine Ben or any male that I've ever met do half the things that I witnessed Greg do what, like without ever being asked. What, he parents? He just like, no, not just parents. No, there's just a like, lot more than that. He like caters to you in a way that I could never even comprehend. <laughs> yeah. Like Ben wouldn't even know to even think that I needed that. And Greg's already made it, prepared it, and put it in front of you oh. without even, like as if he read your thoughts. Stephanie's that annoyed is not right a now that we're giving thing. him. I am annoyed because like maybe he's not reading my <laughs> thoughts. Maybe I'm very clear and direct in what I need, and he knows exactly like what my needs are because I say them out loud. Maybe that's what it is. I don't think you're speaking something. Uh, but he still has to act on it and do it. Yes. I can say out loud all day long yeah. what I want, and it doesn't always happen. It does a it lot, but it doesn't always happen. I mean, but it does happen. Don't and God yeah. help you. I guess is is all I have to say to that. Like don't do don't do it and God help you. Is you know, like if I if, but same with him. Like he can ask me for something and I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of it. But if you don't ask, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it for you. Out of like, you know. Are you? Yeah. Are you? Are you gonna do it? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Apparently, it's true. You do get credit. That, uh, like, there's another story yeah. that happened prior to this, guys. We're not gonna share. We have different needs. But there's some and things that and what makes us happy, you know. And I'm gonna yeah. do it. Let's just happy. say. Let's just say Stephanie's sitting on a donut. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, that was so good. We're coming in strong in the new year. Coming right. in strong. I see. Did you miss As us? You're, yeah, you're doing an interesting miss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jacking off the air. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Are we ready? <laughs> I think I think the donut led us to the start. Yeah, of the I feel like that's a great spot to end. Jump into the book. <laughs> we can't really top anything after that now, so it's time to move on. Okay, y'all. Episode nine, we are reviewing The Villa by Rachel Hawkins. So um, we're going to change it up just a little bit and go ahead and talk about the author herself real quick. Um, hopefully some of you guys have read her books before. Rachel Hawkins um, is a gothic suspense author, I believe is kind of what they categorize her as. Um, She does write adult novels, but also a lot of young adult novels. She has a couple of series that are out. Um, All of them, again, are gothic or romantic of sorts. Um, She, Stephanie, correct me if I'm wrong, but she's she lived in Dothan, Alabama. That's where you guys used to not even a little bit or nearer there not even a little bit oh (laughs) you're wrong yeah correct wrong wrong. (laughs) it was somewhere near huntsville right i'm I'm pretty pretty sure dothan is near birmingham if i'm not mistaken and we lived in north alabama i feel like we would drive i feel like we would drive through dothan 
On oh, yeah, on the way to Panama home. City. Maybe that's why I know that yeah. word. Oh, anyway, doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, that's what that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, she's now in Auburn. She went to school out there. She was a – her and her husband were both high school English teachers. Um, I did find a blog about her where she wrote how she became published – or how it happened for her. Um, and guys, some of the stuff that she talks about when she was a teacher is the exact reason why we have a teacher shortage. It was horrific to read some of the things that they went through when her and her husband both looked at each other and were like, we're done. We're quitting. Oh, we're moving on. Oh. We're going to cash our retirement and we are going to write books. Oh. And she did. And she made it work. And that's how she became published. Um, so props to her. Kudos for finding what she wanted and jumping out there and doing it. Parents control your damn children at school. Yeah. True. That's all there is to it. A um, couple of books that she wrote that I have read that I enjoyed was The Wife Upstairs. Reckless Girls, I think, was one of the ones we recently read. Rosie, that might have been one of your oldies, I think. Oldies with a goodie. Um, the Ex-Hex. Did anybody read that one yet? Mm-mm. It's on my list, but I haven't read it yet. Um, and then the one that we're currently going over stuff if you want to do your little short description of what this book was about right so again this is the villa by rachel hawkins and i'll give you a brief description about the book Um, this story follows two lifelong best friends who are now in their 30s they are both writers leading their own lives Um, they kind of have a period where they as we all do in our 30s kind of go our separate ways from our friends checking every once in a while Um, They are both successful writers. One, her name is Chess. Well, she has self-proclaimed her name is Chess. It's actually Jessica. Um, She's a successful self-help author, living the high life, the influencer, social media high life. Um, And then the other best friend is Emily. She is a published cozy mystery writer who has hit a rut both professionally and personally. She's in the midst of an ugly divorce and on the heels of a major health crisis. Um, and after they get together for breakfast one day, they agreed to go on a trip to Italy to, um, well, Chess was going and she invited Emily to go with her and they're going to go have a little writing retreat and just kind of have a girl's trip to Italy, which sounds pretty dope to me. I would say yes. If somebody was like all expenses paid, mm-hmm. come hang out with me in Italy. 100%. 100%. So they get to Italy. They're in Orvieto, Italy, staying at the Villa Aestis. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, it is a high-end holiday home now, but back in 1974, it was known as the Villa Rosato, and it was rented for the summer um, in 1974 by a notorious rock star um, in an attempt to create to reignite his creative spark. He went and stayed at this villa in Italy. He ends up inviting with him. Now, okay, so let me pause there. The story back and forth goes between present day, the best friends on their trip to Italy, and then back in 1974 where this rock star had rented the villa. And then this, um, back in 1974, he invited this up-and-coming musician to come join him on this trip. The musician brought along his girlfriend and their stepsister. And so the story kind of bounces back and forth between those two universes, we will, um, the storylines, what was happening in both of their lives. Um, So by inviting, back in 1974, inviting these people out to the villa, he ends up setting in motion a chain of events that leads to the two girls on the Italy trip in 1974 having massive success in their careers. One wrote one of the greatest horror novels of all time while she was there at the villa, and the other ended up composing a platinum album. But the 1974 trip ends up culminating in a brutal murder of the up-and-coming musician. Bounce back to present day, the girls have gone to Italy, and while they're there, Emily digs into the villa's complicated history 
and she begins to think that there might be more to the story of that fateful summer and that maybe it wasn't just a tale of sex, drugs, and rock and roll gone wrong, but that something more sinister might have happened and that there might be clues left behind in the now iconic works that the two girls left behind. Yet, as it always happens, the closer Emily gets to the truth, the more tension she feels developing between her and her friend's relationship. And as secrets from the past come to light, equally dangerous betrayals from the present also emerge, and it begins to look like the villa will claim another victim before the summer ends. That's the book. That was nice. That was a very nice description. Yes. You're welcome. Um, I wanted to give a quick background of where the book idea came from for this. Um, Also call me a simpleton. Here I am again. But the name Percy, Mary Shelley. Yes, that sounds familiar. But if I say those names, would you guys have known immediately? Like anything about that backstory or anything? Not the backstory. I know the name Mary Shelley, but not the backstory. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. Like if I say Mary Shelley, do you know who that is right off the jump? I don't. I did not. Did you know that? I didn't. Okay. I didn't either. Okay. We're all simpletons. Great. Okay. So basically the author drew inspiration for this book based on the true story of what is called the summer of 1816, where Percy and Mary Shelley stayed at a villa on Lake Geneva with Lord Byron. Uh, Mary's stepsister had begun an affair with Lord Byron, and it was there that Mary Shelley conceived the idea for the famous novel Frankenstein. And she was just 18 during that summer. Lord Byron had set up a challenge between the members of the house party to write horror stories because it was a super rainy summer and they were all bored. So he just set up this challenge to pass the time. And the result of that was the classic novel Frankenstein that we know and love to this day. So I just thought that was pretty interesting um, because, you know, that's a very interesting parallel between this book that we have here. Um, And there's a whole bunch of other parallels between that summer of 1816 that we'll call it and this current adaptation of the villa and as we kind of talk about that stuff i'll try and um peek in and be like hey this happened in real life because it's i found them very interesting maybe Mm -hmm. you will too Mm -hmm. yeah no very cool um all right do you guys want me to get into some of the character descriptions let's do it all right awesome as stephanie mentioned this book does go back and forth so i'm going to start with the present day characters um so starting with emily I put that she was a minorly successful author because I guess she her fame started to dwindle by the time we, we kind of meet her, her fame. She's on book 10 or trying to write book 10 at this point of this series called Petal Bloom. Um, it's what they call kind of a comfy mystery. It's about a, a young girl who's a detective. Um, and like I said, she's on book 10 at this point and it's really dwindling. She's just trying to, to keep, keep it going at this point. Um, her husband, Matt, left her about six months ago for what Emily believes is another woman. Matt left her after um, she was battling a strange sickness with no diagnosis um, and her refusal basically to to have children. Emily and Chess have been friends since elementary school. So when Chess invited Emily to the villa in Italy, she thought it was just what she needed to stimulate her writing and take a break from her nightmare of a divorce. Um, And then we have Chess, who um, Stephanie mentioned her real name is Jessica. Um, You notice throughout the book that Chess kind of reinvents herself, you know, at, at different times in her life. And right now she is Chess Chandler. Um, Because it looks good on paper, it sounds good, and it it does, I will admit, it has a nice ring to it. It Sounds fancy. It does. Um, It's her stage name. Um, She is a hugely successful self-help author and influencer. She's written two successful books and is working on her third book called Swipe Right on Life, which is gay. It's a very gay name. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, Chess decides to rent the villa. She's the one who rents the villa for the summer to help finishing to help her finish writing her book that she's trying to write. Um, and she ends up inviting um, Emily to go with her as well so she can write her book. Um, I will say, though, you do learn later in the book that she has alter, ulterior motives for inviting Emily to the villa. Um, it's not just to spend time with her friends. She does have a reason that she's inviting Emily to the villa. And then we have Matt, who is Emily's shithead, soon-to-be ex-husband. Um, Matt met Emily. Matt met Emily when he was working as an accountant at her father's firm. Matt always wanted children. So when Emily got sucked into her, her what was it called again? Petal Bloom book series um, and really got distracted from having kids and then got sick, he decided, hey, this isn't for me. And he, he's left her. Um, he is also suing her for a very large portion of her profit from the books because he says that they were inspired by him. Um, plot twist, the fucker dies. <laughs> Coming in hot. Yes. Moving into the 1970s. Is that, y'all want me to keep rolling into the rest of the characters? Okay, cool. Yep. Moving into the 1970s. So this is the, the previous villa experiences. We've got Mary. So Mary is a 19-year-old girlfriend of Pierce Sheldon, who is a coming up rock artist. Uh, Mary is daughter of a professor and an author. Her mother um, wrote a very famous series of poems, which we, we couldn't dig up that name, but something with Lilith in the name, um, which made her famous. While giving birth to Mary, her mother dies, and her father remarries a woman with a stepdaughter named Laura. Um, Laura and Mary are the same age, and they do end up becoming close. Um, when Mary was 16 years old, she meets Pierce. Remind, she's 16, by the way. He's in his 20s. Uh -huh. She's 16. She meets Pierce while he is still married, and he has a child at home. They fall in love and decide to run away together, and they take Laura with them and move into a one-bedroom apartment. Um, now, Laura is invited to a villa, and, and that's where Mary gets to go to the villa, um, while she's there, and I know Steph, you mentioned this too, she does write a book called Lilith Rising, Lilith Rising, which will go on to be named one of the best horror stories of her time. Um, and the fact that she was only 19 years old when she wrote it was even more impressive. And then we've got Laura, which is the um, stepsister of Mary. She's also 19 years old. Um, Lara's kind of a tag-along stepsister. I, I kind of thought about me some, you know, Vanessa, whenever you would go on dates and I was always there like, oh, but Samantha's coming. Just... <laughs> Samantha's going to be there, guys. Like, I was always the tag along. I kind of felt like that. Um, she was always around. Um, ends up having feelings for Pierce, which is Mary's boyfriend um, as well, and, and banging him on multiple occasions, um, mm -hmm. including one um, horrible time after Mary lost her and Pierce's nine-month-old nine son, Billy, um, because according to Pierce, Mary was just not in the right headspace. Um, Lara? 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 I called her Am Lara. I Lara? Laura. Laura and Mary, um, they have kind of a love-hate relationship. Um, they seem to always be competing really for the same things, the same men, um, you know, whether it was their father or, or Pierce Sheldon now. Um, she also is a, a kind of a closet songwriter. She's an artist. You don't know that. No one really takes her seriously. Um, but while she is at the villa, she also ends up writing an album called Aces, which goes on to be a platinum um, album and sells over a million copies. So joke's on them. Mm -hmm. um, and then we got Pierce. So Pierce Sheldon, um, he is the, the boyfriend of Mary. He's in his early 20s. He's an expiring, aspiring rock star. He is, um, he is, I mentioned that he is the boyfriend of Mary. Um, Pierce and Noel, who I'll mention in a second, um, they were supposed to make music together. That was the whole point of them going to the villa was they were going to make music. And then when we came back, they were going to do a recording at a studio. Um, however, unfortunately, while they're at the villa, Pierce does meet his untimely death. Um, Noel Gordon, um, or Noel Gordon, just the way they said it. If you listen to the um, the <laughs> audio version, just everything no. was, I like the way, I like the older, like the 1970s when that lady would speak. I liked her. 
um, but Noel Gordon. Um, he was a huge rock star in the 70s. Um, he meets Lara at a gig and they start sleeping together. He then decides to rent the villa um, and invite Lara there. She invites Marion Pierce. Uh, Marion Pierce, or Pierce and Noel actually start to form a relationship before they get to the villa. Um, that's when they decide they're going to make music together. Um, Noel does spend most of his time um, ignoring Lara once they get to the villa and spending as much time as he can with Pierce and Mary. Um, Johnny is the last character that I'll dig into. Um, he was Noel or Noel. Noel's, no. Noel's drug dealer. Noel's. Noel's, yeah. Noel's drug dealer and friend. Um, Johnny, he's at the villa most of the time. He ends up falling for Mary. Johnny's quiet and keeps to himself. He also is a musician, um, but nobody really takes him seriously either. It's said that he's not very good, and that's why they don't take him seriously. In Noel's mind, he describes him as somebody he keeps around because he can get drugs literally anywhere, is what he says, as well as he's beautiful to look at. Um, Johnny and Pierce end up fighting, and later Johnny kills Pierce while they are fighting. Or does he? Dot, dot, dot. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. <laughs> Very good, Sandy. All right. Nice Thank job. you, Sam. You're welcome. Do we want to dig into anybody? I just... Uh, um, can we... Can you just... Go. Pierce banging the sister? Yes. Because his yes. wife wasn't present or his girlfriend wasn't present after losing their son. I literally have a note in my private notes. It's like, what the fuck? At that point in the yeah. book. I was just... It was disgusting. For the sister, yeah. number one, like, mm-hmm. I know, and there was, but there was a whole yeah. dynamic there. There was a whole mm-hmm. dynamic about, you know, obviously Laura, I think there was some like jealousy of Mary, who she was and like how people treated her, um, you know, it, it, nothing makes it okay, but I don't know who to be more mad at, Pierce or the sister for doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. First of all, he's a disgusting scumbag who was 20 Going after 16-year-old girls. So. I mean, yeah, he's a pedophile mm-hmm. right off the bat. Why are we even shocked? His first wife was also, a, a, like, 16. She was uh, also yeah. young. Yeah. She was young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, granted, he was young when he met her, so that's a little bit different. It doesn't I don't say know. that he Well, Mary makes comments about was... him, about Pierce liking younger women. Well, she said... He does. Girls yeah. is what she specifically girls. says. He likes young yeah. girls, um, not women. So he definitely has a type. He also, um, let's be honest, he also likes boys. Did Desi know had a little bit of a relationship? Uh, uh, well, no, You're not really. Had, I think it was a, well, I, I will say the way she described it was that he was just doing it for, it was like in the moment kind of thing. Just to say, hey, I'm at a villa with a rock star and we we had a little threesome. Um, I enjoyed that part of the uh, book. I'm not going to lie. But, but, but Samantha, yeah, uh, look at me right now that, and tell me. Guy. Yeah, Samantha, tell me right now. Are you telling me that your man or any man that you know who is not already prone to enjoy the same sex would walk in a room and go, that's a rock star. I'm going to. I'm I, I don't think that they were on drugs. So I will space. say there was obviously some drugs involved with them too. But I, I did enjoy that part. I have to tell you guys, I was folding laundry. It was in my ears playing. I'm folding laundry and Brett comes in and tries to talk to me. And I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm listening to something very intense right now. I'm the imagining things. Get out of here. Exactly. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I mean, it is it is weird. But I did, I don't know. I did, I did kind of enjoy that part of the book. I mean, it's not weird. It's just that that's... They obviously like to dabble, or they were open to it anyway, which I yeah. guess is. Yeah, I mean, is that what rock stars do? I don't. It know. was I don't the think 70s. They just like on a whim, look yeah. at each other and go, "Hey." I think I, I think in the seventies, drugs were rampant and common, and like they were totally wrapped up in that. Again, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll lifestyle, and I think it mm-hmm. probably happened a whole lot more than it might happen nowadays. I don't even know. Obviously, I'm not a rock star. Was but... it no? 
also like um like a royalty almost or something wasn't he kind of oh, like yeah. his family yeah. was like really mm-hmm. he came from royal bloodlines yeah. or something some sort of yeah, yeah so he was even that much more taboo that he was doing something mm-hmm. probably frowned upon in the royal society for sure so so i know roseanne's gonna do a segment where she talks about character adaptations but not as a character adaptation but who is your real life who do you think the real life like noel is if you could pick like a famous rock star who would it be i'm curious who you guys think I went. I thought Aerosmith right away for some. Reason. Oh my god! I was gonna say the same thing, but I didn't. Oh. I was. I didn't want to throw that out there and be so creepy. Mm-hmm. But I. But not I not even. There. Not even. But that's like all I can really think of. Like when I think about like for some reason being shirtless <laughs> and like having yeah. like an open. Robe it was the robe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And being so yeah. dramatic. That's like a, you're right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A, good one. A, a very big flair for the dramatics yeah. and like yes. yeah yeah that's just I went Aerosmith for sure maybe with shorter yeah. hair yeah. and like a little less. I don't even know, but lips. Yeah. It's probably Mick Jagger, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, can we talk about theories, or should we do the big twist before we do theories? What do you guys think? Well, yeah. If you have a theory about these particular people, what is it? Like, what theory are you about to get into? Pertaining to who? My big theory is more so about the present day people. So maybe I'll, I'll hold off till we talk a little bit more about oh. them. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Okay. I do want to talk about like the dynamic of them. I, I do too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's start with Emily and, and Chess. Um, yeah. I feel like I've had relationships like that in my life, but they yeah. fade out. They yeah. faded out. Mm-hmm. Same. Because I feel like they were at, you know, two different points in their life. Like, yeah, it's like the same old, same old, but um I feel like relationships I've had, they weren't healthy and they've faded out. Like, you know, nature took its course with them. So I just thought that it was interesting. They kept this one going Mm -hmm. and it was obvious that I, Emily felt like they weren't true, genuine friends. And obviously Chess wasn't her genuine friend, um, sleeping with her fucking husband. And, you know, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, no, let's get into it now since we're talking about it. Cause that's a big part of the dynamic. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, basically, um, Emily was feeling um, pressure because her husband wanted to have go ahead and have kids and get that going. And she wasn't ready for that yet. Um, and she started being sick. And did you have a theory about that, Stephanie? Yes. Like, yeah, I thought like yes. mm-hmm. maybe the husband was poisoning her. Maybe yes. like Chess and her husband. I thought Chess was doing together. it. Yeah. Yeah. And it I ended didn't up think being it was her him. body. Her. her body warning her that Matt was bad. Like that was dumb, right? No, that no. Was it, was, yeah. it was dumb. That's- that's what yeah. Chess told her. Mm-hmm. My theory, if I can just go ahead and get it out because it's burning in my soul. If yeah. I can get my theory out. Okay. Matt started poisoning her as he's having an affair with Chess. They come up with this idea they're going to poison her and get her mm-hmm. out of the picture. So Matt starts poisoning her and it's taking too long. It's not really working. And like for whatever reason, they stop and go forward with the divorce. That's why she isn't sick anymore once Matt's out of her house because he's no longer giving her this poison. Mm-hmm. And then she goes on this trip to Italy with dear sweet Chess and gets sick again after Chess cooks her a meal and makes her a drink because mm-hmm. Chess took her there to finish the damn thing off. She's mm-hmm. on the phone with Matt at one point and she says it just takes time because mm-hmm. the poison they're mm-hmm. using in order to not make it super obvious they're poisoning her takes a long time. So she's been slowly slipping it into her stuff. But then Chess gets caught having this affair with Matt because she's wearing the little anklet that he bought her. And she comes up with some big old story about how she was only dragging Matt along because she wanted to prove how shitty of a husband he is or whatever dumb bullshit she came up with. And so her and Emily come up with the idea that they're going to 
bring Matt out to the villa. And I don't, I don't know how hard you guys want me to go right now, but basically I think that Chess changed her mind on who she wanted to kill based on the current situation. Mm-hmm. She wanted to write the book with Emily. She didn't want her to know that she was involved in the poisoning. So she brought Matt out to the villa to get rid of Matt and get rid of that whole, only two people knew they were poisoning Emily and she killed off one of them in the end. That's my big theory. I'm on the same level as you. I <laughs> I definitely, either that or this was my other thought was either this author really, really, really wanted it to be like a gruesome, bad story and then got chickened out and backed out and made all those things like neat little bows instead, which felt wrong considering that I fed, I read her other books mm-hmm. and Reckless was not that way. Mm-hmm. So my thought on what was actually happening was more on the lines of what Stephanie did. I thought Chess was the one poisoning from the get-go. I actually didn't think Matt was doing it. I thought it was Chess the whole time. I thought it was – I wrote in my private notes. I clocked it back in – let me see. Page 19 of the book, I said, Matt's poisoning Emily. Um, That's why she gets better when he moves out. Page 19 is when I first clocked it. And I I swear, that's – Personally, that's my that's my take on the entire storyline between Matt, Chess, and yeah. Emily is that Matt and Chess were in on it together and they brought her out to Italy to finish it off and then she got caught and brought Matt out instead to kill him so she didn't get busted and she wanted to write this banger novel with her with Emily because Emily had the story going. So because of the money signs. I, I have a little signs. a little yeah. twist on that. I agree with everything because I, I really thought like Anna Freeze, like he's gotta be giving her something that nobody yeah, can figure 100%. out what's wrong. Like that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. The the twist I had is that I I thought that I knew pretty, I knew kind of early that Emily was the one that was having an affair. Like I just, I felt it. Like it just felt Wait, whatever. So Chess. I, not Emily, sorry, Chess. Chess. Chess, Chess was having the affair. Sorry. Chess was having the affair with yeah. Matt. Um, but whenever, you know, it was really Chess's idea to take Matt out. Like it, she put the idea in Emily's head. Like she, I, I really feel like Chess had a whole plan going out there. She had a whole whole plan of what was going on. But I think that Chess got Emily to kill Matt because Matt was now going after her for things and he was blackmailing her. So mm-hmm. I really think that that was the whole point. Like she, maybe she, I don't, I don't really think she was poisoning her. I think that she knew Matt was poisoning her and she was just giving her a bullshit line. But I think that Chess planned out everything to kill Matt because he was getting annoying to her. Like he was starting to, to cramp her style. Like he was wanting her money. He wanted to blackmail her. So I feel like the whole thing was about her. Like this whole plan, this trip to the villa was about she couldn't write a book. She knew that what's her, you know, so-and-so could. Um, so that's the only twist I think a little different is that I think that, that Chess specifically wanted to kill Matt because he was getting to be too much for her. He was getting so too needy. I, I'll agree with that, that, that if it came out that she was having an affair with her best friend's husband and all of this went down, it would have ruined Chess's image. So once it really started to come out, Chess went into damage control. I fully agree with that. However, it was not Chess's idea to bring Matt out and kill him. It was Emily's because Emily had just found the hidden note and he had, she had just found the hidden passages in the house that Mary had written where Mary told the alternative story of what happened to Pierce, where she and her sister ended up killing where, where Mary herself is the one who killed Pierce Maybe. Um, by bludgeoning him to death. Right. So, so what just real quick, just so I can follow up on that theory at some point, Mary, after Pierce has died and they have convicted Johnny, the drug dealer, of killing him in a drunken, drug-induced rage, life moves on. And Mary at some point goes back to the villa and she writes down, literally hand writes, I don't even know how to word it because you don't really know what the true ending is, right? But like she writes this 
this description of the night, the final night that Pierce was alive. And in her story that she wrote there at the villa that night, Mary is the one who goes downstairs and bludgeons Pierce to death because she hears him and Laura talking about sleeping together again. And she basically loses her mind and bludgeons him to death. So Emily fast forward into present day has found those hidden passages and has read them. And she has read Mary's alternative to what really, you know, to the, I don't even know how to phrase it. Cause I, right. Cause like, I don't know which one's which, but anyways, Emily has found those passages and she has read it. And she thinks that Mary is the one who actually killed Pierce in a fit of rage. So she gets this idea. I th- I fully believe it was her idea to fly Matt out and kill him. It was her idea, not I, Chess's. I believe that, yes. Uh, I believe you that. You guys don't think that Chess manipulated the entire thing? I do. No, I do. I do think she was manipulative, and I think she knew exactly how to spin it and exactly which way to go so she did not get caught and ruin her life. I fully believe she was like, whatever she had to do to switch gears and like killing Matt solved every problem she now yeah. had because her story was about to get blown out. Like It just wasn't her idea. It wasn't her idea, but she yeah. fully was like, fuck yep, let's kill Matt. Because she doesn't love anybody in this story. She doesn't love Emily. She doesn't love Matt. She only loves herself. She's narcissistic. She's self-absorbed. This was strictly just manipulating the air around her to now fit, like, this is going to work for me. Mm-hmm. Yep, I fully agree, Emily. Let's fucking fly him out and kill him. Like, that's what I think happened. Part of me also wants to feel like, because the opening line of it is they talk about the house remembers or house mm-hmm. remembers or whatever it is. So in going with how this author specifically writes with her gothic themes and however else, part of me thinks that there is like a spirit being of Mary or whatever it was that kind of encouraged Mary to do what she did to get to where they were going to be. The women kind of were ending up on top and the men who were draining them mm-hmm. were going to be killed within that house and the house mm-hmm. is the secret holder of those horrible curses or whatever you want to call it. So I feel like some of that was all intertwined in there. So I do think Emily very much so planned or wanted to be the one who put him out, whether Chess wanted to or not, just because of her influence from the Lilith Rising novel itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of undertow of like girls coming yes. out on top after they get rid of the shitty men in their lives mm-hmm. throughout this story, like just all throughout it. Um, and that even ended up being part of the book that Emily and Chess write together at the end of this book. Yes. Um, they wrote a story together based on the real life happenings of the villa, their experience being there, their lives, their turn of events, yada, yada. Um, and part of it was what happens when the shitty men get out of your way? What can women do? Another fun fact about the author, if you know anything about her, she is a huge woman girl power mm-hmm. person. Like all of her books are focused on women and them accomplishing or over overpowering or or whatever i mean we've read reckless was that way i mean a lot of her stuff is they come out on top way. in the end no matter what they have to do they come out on top in the end which i'm a fan of so thanks Rachel. yeah yeah um, i mean i agree can i just say in. you guys yeah well stephanie you all. just um blew my fucking mind with your whole theory because i was just gonna take the stupid explanation and and say how dumb that was and how that ruined the end of the book for me but not really thinking that there might have been this whole other explanation that she covered up. So um, I know I am, but I have something. In the very beginning of the book, Chess was talking ears. to Yeah, Chess was I have something. talking to Emily. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, because I Is this a monarch? Is, is this the hummingbirds on the back of the ducks <laughs> thing again? Where it's like not really nope. Okay? <laughs> nope. All right, go ahead. No. Go ahead. In the very beginning of the book, when they got together for lunch, um, Chess says um, how she loved 
whatever Petal Bloom book it was, maybe the one before she had just written, she was like, I loved it. It was a friendly dig book written by the wife and the best friend, how they were like in it together. So she just mentioned that, how she liked that book, how they Mm. were in on it together because they killed somebody or whatever. Mm, So I I just was thinking back to your little theory that you said how um, that's very interesting. Yeah. That you, I thought Matt was poisoning and Matt and Chess were in on it together. Mm-hmm. But then when she dispelled that, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's that. <laughs> I was just going to be mad about it. But I like how you kept the theory going in your head, no matter what the author said. I don't do that. No. You Chess- should, Roseanne. Your oh, first Roseanne, what? How many books have you read right. now with plot twists? God. <laughs> they all twist. <laughs> first of all, Jesus. First of all, for Chess to be like, it's your but, body reacting to the negative man. Like, no, bitch, your body was being um, poisoned. Exactly. I wanted Wait a minute. To, that I wanted does to ask happen, if though. that was oh, well, stop it. Does happen, like, how realistic that really is. That's what I wanted to ask. I mean, for it, her to be that sick, happen. though, like. I mean, it's called depression, but I would say her extreme nausea and all that other stuff is definitely a sign of poisoning. But in terms of her not wanting to write and being depressed and not wanting to get involved in stuff and withdrawing for her husband, that's just total depression, which means she just hated her life. Mm -hmm. The extreme vomiting and weight loss and the actual, like, having to go to a doctor to get, like, seen for all of these things, that's, bitch, you're getting poisoned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Quit drinking the Mm -hmm. the sweet Kool-Aid. You know damn well that that's not what you think it is. Mm -hmm. So here's something interesting, because Sammy had said that it was Chess' idea... Let me think this through. I'm going to think this out loud with you guys. So on the, on the question of was it Chess's idea or Emily's to bring Matt out and kill him? So Chess encouraged Emily to call Matt back that mm-hmm. one day at the villa. Mm-hmm. And right after that phone call is when Emily gets sick again. And I'm assuming that – and my, my theory is that Chess poisoned her that evening or had been poisoning her and it took effect that evening. Um, and she was like, ha, see? Your body's reacting That's because you talked to Matt. To Matt. I was trying to see. Him. Yeah. Yeah. She acted so, like it was so, her plan. Yeah, like like was that just a fancy like was that just like a again her manipulation of the moment of being like, and remember you called him and you got really sick, so I think it's just your body with Matt. Or was she already thinking through how to spin her spin the whole thing around to where Emily would want to kill him? I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. How many I do. I feel like when did it start? Exactly. When that book ended, I felt like Chess was a master manipulator. Like she had planned. I really feel like from from day one of inviting her to the villa, she had a plan. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was to, I guess, tell her that she was, you know, that her husband had cheated. But this is the kind of person that Chess is. She told Emily that she had sex with her husband just to see if he would do it. Yep. Yeah. Is what she said. Talk about Mm -hmm. that quote too. I'm like, wow. Like that just shows the kind of person that she is. Um, And then she continued to have a. I don't know if they had a sexual relationship because she doesn't say, but they continued to have a, a emotional relationship for what, you know, months after that or however long, long it time. was. The whole time she was sick. The whole time. Exactly. It um, was still going on when they're at the villa mm-hmm, because she's mm-hmm. having phone calls. She's wearing the anklet that he bought her, mm-hmm. like that he had bought her before they got divorced. Like that was really sad when she saw the anklet package on her birthday and thought it was mm-hmm. like, or I don't even remember what holiday it was. It was a, yeah. anniversary birthday. And she thought it was for her, and then she gets something else, and is like, "Oh my god, that was a gift for another woman!" Like, yeah. and she's wearing it at the villa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that? what I was going to say. Like, you, and she talks about it to her too, and talks about how yep. that moment hurt her. And instead of taking it off, she still wore it anyway, knowing her friend might 
eventually see the anklet. Well, that's what she says she wore it for, was so that she would see it. She said she wanted her to see it, yeah. That was what stimulated her to tell her the truth, is she saw the anklet. Can we talk about how fucking stupid Emily is for five seconds? What kind of, how lonely can you possibly be that you think that this is normal friendship and this is what you're supposed to do? And this is what it what it looks like. This is that's some that's some well, messed up stuff right there. I feel like I feel like she knows that, but she had been so down for such a long time. You know, your friend invites you out to Italy. You're like, fuck yeah, let's go, let's go have some fun. And but as she's there, she's like, oh well, this is why I take breaks from her because she's annoying as fuck, mm-hmm. or you know, she's really a shitty person. You know, she's you know making yeah. jokes at all her stupid hippie quotes the whole time. You know, little digs at her mm-hmm. because she probably feels like. I mean, I think we all probably have a friend like that. We're like, you hang out with them, you're like, oh, this is why. <laughs> this is why we have our distance. So I felt like there was that. I don't think. I think she was so desperate mm-hmm. for a good time because she had been so shitty. Yeah. Well, no, that's and I why agree. she went. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. If yeah, but even after that conversation happened, she still like stayed and decided to write together and do all kinds of things. Well, she tried to kick her ass first. Matt happened. Let's just be. She did well, try to kick yeah, her ass. Just there real was quick, a fight. Like, a brief moment. Buy a ticket and fucking leave that moment. Like, why stick around and figure it out? Like, I guess because that chess part is to that me good. Blows my mind. That's, that's why she's written three self help books and people listen to her is because she's that. That I think that's the assumption is that she's that good at, at, at talking her way. Because I'm gonna tell you right now if. You sat me down and said, hey, I'm wearing this anklet because of this. And I fucked your husband because I just wanted to see if he would do it. And I've been trying to tell him like, to leave me alone. And he won't. Cards. Like, he's just, you know, he's a dog with a bone. I'd be like, bitch, you are dead. You're yeah. dying. <laughs> yes, you're yeah. dying. You're dead. And this so villa he, now yeah. has another dead person in it. <laughs> Let this be a lesson to our friends listening. We will kill yes. you. Um, yeah. yeah. And, just, and even Emily was like, fire. she was so happy. And and this was a red flag for me. Like she was so happy that her husband was like so close or so was was like had a close tie with her with her, with her best yeah. friend. I'm like that's a, also a red flag. Like yeah, <laughs> you know. I'm like that's yes. I don't Emily. know. I that's not a thing. with that. I've that. Well, no. I I feel like that's. They don't need no, to text nope. on Saturdays about nope. football. They don't need nope. to have full on conversations all the time. Nope. They don't have private conversations. No, uh, no, text. Okay. no. Yeah. Uh-uh. Um, I guess point, in our day and lives, yeah. They they can talk about what to buy me as a gift. That's yep. about it. Mm-hmm. That's about it. You can okay. message to be like, they hey, any, be a- any thoughts about like, Group you know, bed. about this for her, for da 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 da? Like, you can ask a friend for that, but you can't have a fun, like, hobby together. You can't. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't do it. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not. I was just, I didn't think that was so much of a red flag. I was like, oh, well, she's just taking him golfing because she's doing something else. Like, nope. and I I thought that was fine. It wasn't, I, I wasn't putting two and two together. They had had a relationship for a long time. It was just, oh, he was taking, she was taking him to go do this fun thing because they're safe together. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's fine. Well, in my mind, maybe thing, I think not like a dude, a relationship. Well, cause I was like, okay, chess is probably hot. All right, let's give it to her. She's hot. Sure. She's successful. And she took him yep. golfing. If you play golf and you're a girl and you're hot, you're, somebody's going to bang you, you know, like yeah. it's going to happen. <laughs> so it was just like, it was too, she's too perfect. <laughs> I, n- n- no, that's not, that's still not okay. I'm sorry. But no, it, no, any friend yeah. of mine who takes my husband to go play golf, that's, that would Red, never happen in a million years. Yeah. Ever fucking happen. It was Emily's idea. Years. I'm pretty sure though, right? No. Well, yeah. I they had their own like things. They were at Kiowa at her home or whatever. Yes, and there was something. Emily was doing something. Maybe she was writing or something. And he's like, and Chess was like, I'm just going to go take him golfing. Like, I would think that's innocent enough. 
having this one thing and I'd be like, oh, that's my best friend and my husband. Like, they're fine. They get along together. It's fine. Like, I wouldn't make a big deal out of, about that, I don't think. You're so that trusting. wasn't a huge red flag to me. Too trusting. Because <laughs> Suzanne's like, great, I'm going to take a nap. Anybody that knows Thanks. me, I, I will fucking kill somebody. Yeah. I will take a nap. <laughs> Ladies, please don't take your friend's husband's out to play golf. Right? It's not normal. Okay. Okay. I'm so I'll psycho. Start with that. I had a dream that Greg and Roseanne shared a Reese's and it pissed me the fuck off. Like, he made a joke the other day, Roseanne. He was like, does it bother you that I'm going to set these Reese's aside and take them to Roseanne on Friday? I'm like, I'll fucking cut your dick off. Like, I will. And Sam, just so you know, I had a dream last night that you and Greg danced at a wedding and I lost my mind because he didn't dance with me first. Oh, yeah. I, would, you would, I, would, yeah. I wouldn't even dare do that to you. I know. I, I know. And, yeah. and at one point, you whispered in my life. ear and I was like, I lost it. Yeah, no. I, I'm so psycho. I dream about this shit. Wow. And about us. Like... <laughs> Not somebody else random. Wow. <laughs> I don't have friends. This is it. Yeah. Just rotate. Vanessa, you're next. Vanessa, you're next. <laughs> what are you going to do with them, Ness? <laughs> I hope nothing. <laughs> I'm terrified. I, <laughs> I love you're still fun, Stephanie, even when you're not drinking. Stephanie's like the eagle eye. When we were at the bonfire, like Greg and I, we were talking about something. Oh, just going bowling later. But it was like behind the truck. He was helping me load something. But this whole time we're conversing, Stephanie is hawking us in and watching us and seeing what we're doing. I She's am. like, what, what are you guys talking about over there? And I'm like, oh my God, can you like breathe for a second? Like we're literally just talking about the afternoon plans. No, I'm like, very how did you know we were even over there. I could smell him, but it was it, in my defense. <laughs> It was on the it was on the heels of the Reese's dream. It was after the it was after the Reese's dream. Yeah, it was on the heels of the Reese's dream, and I was like, mm, "Nope, you're not going to go eat a Reese's on my watch. Not happening. Nope, nope. I am all woman. He needs all my personalities. Cover everything he possibly needs. He is he is fine. Agreed. And my I don't think sinking. any of us are remotely interested in. Not well, that out. Greg's not a catch. I'm just saying, like I think, I think that was like goes without I don't, saying. Yeah, I don't think any of us are, are anywhere near tiptoeing the line of I don't really like golf. bondage, so oh. we wouldn't work out very well together. I don't have a donut, donut pillow, bowl. so I there definitely was, wouldn't. There was one Christmas where I was, no, I'm kidding. Um, so anyways. Uh, there's something for everyone, guys. If you think there's no hope for you, there is. There, I, there is and, no hope. What's really disturbing me right now is that I am sober on this podcast recording. I can't even blame it on the tequila that we're having. I'm very impressed. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I would be as much mm-hmm. fun, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Good for no me. No one said you're fun. We just said you're weird. Hey. Yeah. I did. I did say she was fun earlier. I did. Sam Ew, has my uh, back. Sam has I did. my back. You are fun. I was. I was. I was worried. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, man, Sammy's gonna be lame as hell. But you're not. Good job. Good yeah. job. And you, you didn't think maybe the second growing. runner up would would um come in and swoop in and what me pick up any slack <laughs> me. you didn't think you didn't think that was gonna happen yeah i knew you were coming in hot next after me oh stop <laughs> it oh stop it sam don't don't throw her a bone um okay but back to the book because roseanne you had said anyways you had, what you rampage had, were we on <laughs> well i don't know but i i want to get back to this because you had said that you hadn't you hadn't thought about the alternate ending you get to the end of the book and Mary it's in Mary's perspective. And she basically reveals that like Pierce really was killed by Johnny. She didn't really do it. She just wrote that alternate universe. Right. That's what she says at the end of the book that disappointed yes. me. I didn't me like too. that that was the real ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So I guess the question is for that. everybody, what do you think was the real ending? Did Mary bludgeon him and frame Johnny? Or did Johnny do it and actually go down for the murder? And Mary just wrote this. I I wanted it badly to be Mary. So I'm going to yeah. say it was Mary. The only reason I still think it was Mary is because they Mary talks about this point where she, her and Lara, her and Laura, we kind of lose touch I think after they leave the villa I think most of them kind of all lose touch after they leave the villa and there's this moment where and I don't know if it's real or not where her and Lara on a payphone talking to each other Laura on a payphone talking to each other and her and she says to her how are you still acting like nothing happened and and I guess it could have been if Johnny did it but I took it as it's because her and what her and Mary did um so that's the alternate that was was that, that still was part alternate. of the alternate? Yeah. Okay. Yep. That whole dinner okay. with Raul, yeah. um, that whole thing, that conversation yeah. with Even Laura. Even talking to her sister on the phone? Yep. Yep. Okay. Laura yeah. and Mary on the payphone was all part of the alternate. And the real ending, Mary says that her, her and Laura stayed very close, saw each other all the time. Their relationship okay. was great, blah, 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 blah. But in the alternative, Mary and Laura went their separate ways after Mary killed him and they had framed mm-hmm. Johnny and yada, yada. So I liked it better. When I Mary did. killed yeah. him. I liked it that she came down the stairs in a fit yeah. of rage and bludgeoned him to death. That mm-hmm. felt like something that would happen in real life. <laughs> True. Yes. I was yes. like, go Mary. Go mm-hmm. Mary. And push Laura down didn't the stairs too. House, little skank. <laughs> yeah. Didn't that house yeah. already yeah, didn't that house already have a a murder prior to them as well? Wasn't there one? Oh, there prior was to that killed as themselves. Well? So I, that's why I keep saying I feel like this the house itself the house remembers. presents these women for these predestined opportunities to end the men who are hurting or destroying their lives. Um, so what do you think? Prior to them, and ha- that's why I think Mary did it because okay. I think that I think she was determined to do. I think the house predetermined that that was what she was destined to do. And it also helped her write the greatest story that needed to come out. Same thing for Emily. Same thing with Emily. They ended up writing this great novel that pushed her into a whole new category. But mm-hmm. it had to happen with her killing Matt first. And remember, she didn't let Chess read those papers, right? Correct. The, and the real ending, she never let her read that. Correct. No, she did not. So you guys still Chess think had no that clue. without Chess having read those final papers, that it was still her idea this whole time to kill Matt? Well, that's why I thought it no, wasn't Chess's idea. I, that's why yeah. I thought it was Emily's, because Emily had just read that alternate okay. passage where Mary was the one who actually killed or him. did Chess find so. it too and read it too? Like, I don't know. Do no. you not feel like Chess was already trying to write a book with her no. when she went there? You don't feel she like was, any of that was already she... like planned? She was, but I don't think she intended to kill Matt. I don't think that. I think she... I think she was trying to dig herself out of a hole Something, with the Matt yeah. situation. I don't think she ever, I think she still wanted to be with Matt because I think she enjoyed the fact that she was fucking her friend's husband. I think she liked the idea of that. I think she got off on that. Um, I don't think she ever loved him or cared about him. I don't think she did with Emily either. I think she always just wanted to one up and used Emily as like that yeah. level that she needed to just one up. So she always felt good about herself by having that person that needed her mm-hmm. support at all times. And that was Emily. So do we all think then that the real ending was Mary bludgeoning Pierce? Are we all in agreement? That's what we think is the real ending. 
I did, but I see Samantha didn't. Well, I'll say that's what I want to happen, but then that's what you I know, wanted to happen. But then the author went and changed it on me, so I really, I really don't know. Oh, honestly. so you guys are believing the author now? You're not. It could have been Johnny. I feel like, but the, it makes sense that it could have been Johnny because Johnny obviously really had feelings for Mary. He knew that Pierce was a total piece of shit. That he was whatever. He was fucking Laura. Um, so I, I feel like it was. It's a very possible explanation that Johnny did it as well. So I, that's why I'm, I'm struggling. Is that both make sense to me? Um, I can see both happening. Was this just a case of an unreliable narrator where Mary never really tells you the true story? Mm-hmm. Rachel never really tied it up. So like like with Rachel, like with this big massive theory I have, Rachel never tied that up. Never, ever tied it back that Matt was poisoning her, that Chess was in on yeah. it, that Chess started mm-hmm. poisoning her in Italy. Like I, I, I put all that together myself and there's no, at no point does Rachel give you that finality and tie the bow on the end of that story. Mm-hmm. I still think that's what happened. So so whether I choose to believe Mary's bullshit at the end, I don't know. I, I liked it better when it was Mary killing him. So I guess I'm going to vote Mary did it. That's my vote. Final answer. Okay. And your final answer is Emily's idea. Yes. To kill Matt, not Chess's. Yes. Okay. Steffi or Sammy. Um, I, what was I, your final it, answer it for Emily chess, and chess. chess? Chess, yes. I believe she okay. she planned it all, I feel like. Ness? Hmm. Oh, mine's definitely Emily killed Matt. But I think that there was more to it based on the house. So I feel like there was more supernatural yeah. type at work within the story like than that. what we're leading into. Um, I do also think that Chess was, and Matt were poisoning her. I do think that was a thing. Um, I think that Chess did poison her in the villa. I think Mary killed Pierce. Um, but in the end, I do. I mean, I kind of what Samantha or what Stephanie did, but I do think there was supernatural. I think everyone was predestined to have what happened based on the house itself. Rose, okay. did you say your vote? Um, she did not. She yeah, I. Else. Well, because you guys are doing a lot of fucking talking. Um, uh, what are you whispering? <laughs> what are you babbling about? You guys are talking um, so much. You are. I, I, you like are I said, whispering. I was blown away. I'm not fucking whispering. I will say I was whispering. very much blown away by all three. Oh my god. I was blown away by the by the theory that you guys kept on, even though the author tied it up in a dumb explanation. Um, but I I was really thinking that. It was Mari and Laura that had killed Pierce and didn't pin it on Johnny like that. I don't see that happening. And I definitely 100% thought Emily was the one who called Matt out there to kill him. For sure. Because she had a lot of fucking rage about that guy. And at this point with Chess too, maybe she was trying to take it out on somebody. I did want to know a little bit more about like what happened. Like how did he drown? Did they... Did they poison him with whatever they were being poisoned with? Like, mm-hmm. how did that come about? I wanted to say, you know, we, we should talk do? about Matt You should, um, <clears throat> yes, but you know what you should do? Um, spoiler alert, my um, oldie but goodie is going to be Verity by Colleen Hoover. So later on after Verity, you know, that's like a different transcripts, different manuscripts ending. Later on down the line, she released like another alternate ending, like on TikTok or some shit. You should type up your, your theory, Stephanie. And send it to her and just like see if she does anything with it. Like float it out there. Like, I don't know. It's a good idea. I like it. 
Mm, I'm confident you know. she did that already. That's right. Like that, that well, I think she did it on purpose. She didn't she answer questions that, that so way that we could. Her. Yeah, she she what didn't do you answer all the questions. It was so intentionally written for Stephanie to come up, up with that a, concept. Yeah, she did. That's why all of us had the same vision, yeah. except for you, Rosie. Except for me. <laughs> except for you. <laughs> God damn it, Roseanne! Start reading the lines. Wrap it up. Wrap it up in a pretty little bow. Say when when it all started happening, like, and put it in writing for fuck's sake. I don't have time to imagine. Just put it in fucking writing. <laughs> That's what I think about that, Roseanne. <laughs> yeah, I guess it. Uh... Because she didn't really do this as Reckless Girls. She did tidy up everything. Like, Reckless Girls is the only other Rachel Hawkins book I've read. I did not read The Wife Upstairs. I don't know how she tied that the up. The Wife Upstairs was tied up with a fucking bow, and it was great. Like, this mm-hmm. this was not tied up, like, with a bow. Her bow was dumb. The bow was dumb. Or maybe dumb, it was, I, and we just don't want to answer it. Like, maybe it was. Maybe she did tie it up. Because she because Mary even says, when she writes those alternate endings, she's like, somebody may find these, and do I care if they know if right, they think yeah. that I killed him? I'm I don't I'm going to be care. dead at that point, so yeah, I don't care right. if they ever so find out. So maybe she did wrap these. it up. Was, we just don't like her answer, you know? We just didn't want to believe it. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. I like our mm-hmm. version better. Mm-hmm. I do, too. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, I do, too. Um, Matt, real quick, they did not go into a lot of detail about his death. In fact, they only mentioned it in a newspaper clipping, um, in the book, Mm -hmm. basically, um, Chess called Matt and was like, it's time to tell her we should do it together since we're both a part of this. And Matt hopped on the next flight. What I think Chess really did when she called him was it's time to kill her for real, for real. And I need you out here at the villa to do it. That's what I think she really did. That's why he came so quickly. So anyways, Matt comes out. And uh, I guess at some point, Matt goes for a swim in the pond and he drowns. How he drowned, what they did, we don't know. But we know the girls had had planned that they were going to kill him when he came out. They never expressly said it, but it was right on the heels of of Emily having found that passage where Mary killed Pierce. And she was like, it was like she talked about how an idea was born and a thought and blah, blah, blah. And you knew it was happening. So I think I think when Rachel wrote this book. She left a lot of things unsaid, but she pointed big, gigantic arrows at the stories. Mm-hmm. You know, she never said they're going to bring him out and kill him. But then Matt dies and drowns and the girls move on and they're happy and happily ever after. So, like, you know, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't she didn't tie up a lot of things, but she just drew really big neon signs and like pointed arrows at everything. So I, I think that, you know, my my hope is that everything we've said as a theory is what Rachel intended to have happen. And um she just didn't write it to end mm-hmm. that way. Yeah, she had left it up for you to have discussions like this and put it in a book club and talk about it and make it big. Yeah. Don't I will say me. that caused one of the plot holes for me is because who is the first person they look at whenever somebody dies? They look for at the sure. estranged ex-wife who's about to get sued for all this money. Like, it's obvious she, like, I thought that was weird. I'm like, come on. Like, it was obvious that yep. she, take him to a villa and then he dies. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, homie flies out to Italy, right? and one of them is a famous influencer, and the other is his ex-wife, and they're in a contentious relationship, and he dies. Yeah. And no one thinks that's weird. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Also, he drowns in the pond, right? The pond. There's a pool at this place, right? So yep. why in the fuck is he swimming in a pond and not drowning in a pool? Maybe with the Why house? would you ever go swim in the pond over the nice Italy? pool? Ooh, I wonder if what they did was they took him out and That's drugged dumb. him on the boat. And then put him in the... And then yep. dropped him in the water and just let him That's drown That's what I was thinking pond. they did. That's what I would do. It's less, you don't really know what's happening. You'd be like, he's sleeping. Just drop him. I don't have to like and Just roll him, him in out. the water and let him sink down and die. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just... You don't have Guys, to I don't like out. all this speculation. I don't like all this. 
I want to talk about I mean, hardcore definite what really happened, like all this speculation. I don't know if I love this. Rachel, this is Rachel part of why happen. this book did not hit right with me because mm-hmm. there was there was a lot of this unknown, and that's why I finished it and I was like, I know. But now you're thinking about it. That was her point. No, she I already thinking thought this about anyway. it more. It and I'm still like, pisses me off. <laughs> well, was there more to it? And I just, you know, didn't, but I don't know. I don't I don't love how we're all having to speculate on, oh, well. Maybe this is what happened. Like, I don't, that pisses me off. I wonder though, if that was her intention, which is an unusual part for her. (laughs) So I'm wondering if she intends to have like Villa part two, because you know how it talks about how like, are you ready for the next book? And it starts getting into this next. So I'm wondering if maybe Emily kills chess this time and they go to another house. Maybe that's the intent. She does write series. So I'm just, I'm just curious if maybe that's where Mm -hmm. the, it's just not finished because she intends to write more and we're going to have a whole nother story. Find out what really two. fucking happened. Mm-hmm. Oh my, yeah. And that. it'll dibble, dabble into the old and it'll be part of a new story 20 years from now about the murder of whatever, whatever. And a new group is there. So you never I know. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, can I just say real quick, at least we're not as fucking annoying as those podcast girls on the audio version, their fucking voices and how they talked. Stephanie, I guess you missed out, but do you guys know what I'm talking about? Um, Chess's voice was annoying. They made Chess no. sound very annoying. No, no, no. no. She's part, talking remember? about the, the there's a podcast where they get on to talk about oh, the, during the, the book, the two characters. Okay. They, yeah, and they were the like, um, yeah. no printers, just facts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to totally start saying that though. <laughs> when they were talking about that's facts. But then the one girl says that stupid quote. Anyways, their voices were super annoying. And I just want to say, at least we don't talk like that. I, I hoped we were that, that I, we I, think we that do. we think. When I was reading that, I was like, I hope we're not this fucking annoying on our podcast. <laughs> that's that's what I said. Yes, I I don't think that we are. There's no. You way. should hear the audible version, Stephanie. It's even, and I have a very high pitched voice. We know this. I hate the sound of my own voice. I sound like a small school child. But these girls were like valley girl on top Ooh. of just. It was straight not out good. of L.A. Yeah, yeah. It was not good. And then um, there was one part when. Um, Emily at first got to Italy and Chess came and picked her up. And this was a this was what Chess said. She's like, look, my best friend is in Italy with me for the summer. We're going to drive a fucking Fiat, wind in our hair, full under the Tuscan sun shit, bitch. Mm-hmm. Who does that sound like? That you? was you. Yeah. There was yeah. a couple times I was like, oh, it's Rosie. It's Rosie. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime a sentence ended with bitch, I was like, that's yep. Roseanne talking. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Every time. That's yeah. my friend you're talking about, bitch. Bitch. Yes. I'm glad, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm glad we agree on that. Um, two more things, actually, I don't want to forget to bring up. So one of the, and I'm sure you guys maybe felt the same way. So like whenever, um, Mary and Emily, when they would have like these moments where they wanted to go write their books. So I'm, I'm not an author. I I've never really had that, that drive. I'm curious. So Stephanie, so you write, do you get those where you're like, I got to go write, like, write yes. like your fingers are itching. Like, yes. I, I, I mean, I just don't get like that. So I was curious. Yeah. So that's a real thing. Yes, and, it, and there's and it's actually pretty frustrating being like a mom to a young child and like work from home and like having my husband working from home as well because like I'll get these itches like a story like a part of a story will come into my brain and I'm like ooh that's a fun trail I'm gonna follow it and it will leave you if you don't capture it like it will go away mm-hmm. and you will never remember it again like you have to pounce on it on that moment that's why a lot of people carry notebooks I don't I'm not that good but like they'll carry notebooks just to jot down something to remember because like yeah and it, and it sucks like when you can't break away and go chase mm-hmm. that thread because like you want it it's going to take you're going to go deep for hours if it's a really good one like 
and it sucks. It's yeah, it does happen, and it sucks whenever you can't break away and go do it. I love. I actually loved that part of the book, having mm-hmm. all these authors and like their little inner thoughts and stuff. Where mm-hmm. they're like, I just want to fucking write in a cozy dark room and exactly. no one talk to me. Like, yes. I get it, girl. I get it, and mm-hmm. I get why. Like when he was calling for you and to bludgeon him, I fucking get it. Like I, I feel you. <laughs> I can relate. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other point I wanted to make is, I do have a question about linen. So I, I don't wear linen because it does wrinkle. Immediately when you put it on. So what is this special linen that Chess wears that doesn't wrinkle? That doesn't wrinkle? Yeah, I, I would like to know. I, I don't know that it's that that's real. I just think that maybe she probably didn't ever So there is, there is some linen that you like or some stuff that you can like spray that releases wrinkles. And maybe she does that. Yeah. I don't know. but hmm. Or she just never sits until it's time. I, I think it was just Emily's perception, feeling like she was her. the messy friend, the one who didn't have it together, yeah. and feeling like Jess did, and like or Chess, I'm sorry, feeling like Chess did have it together, wearing her cute outfits and her earrings and like all this mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, I feel like that all the time. Like I'll show up to places with you guys, and you're all dressed cute, and I'm like wearing the same old thing, like not even wearing earrings or jewelry, and it's like fuck, like they have it together. But like on a spin, like most of the time, sometimes you guys don't feel good in what you're wearing, and you feel like mm-hmm. you don't look good, and like it's just how women. And we, we find that out about Chess, too. I think Chess was actually very jealous of Emily yeah. in her mm-hmm. life and her her way she was and all of that stuff. Um, and it's just, again, that that women are never satisfied with what they have. They're always, like, they're never satisfied with themselves and what they have going on. They're always thinking someone else is doing it better. Somebody else has it better. So I don't – whether her linen really wrinkled or not, I don't even know what the fuck linen, like, would feel or look like. I couldn't even tell you guys. Couldn't even <laughs> they're, tell you. They're, they're cute pants. Wow. Like, I this have is a model. I love linen moment. so much. Yeah. It's just so – But you really can't – you can't sit in the car. Don't put on a seatbelt. Don't – uh I don't know. Wow. Do anything in them. Yeah, it's really like that. Yeah, they wrinkle I immediately. I made the mistake of wearing – linen on an airplane and when i i like i thought it was so freaking cute you know like you used to dress up to fly right Mm -hmm. people used to like you know and so i was like i'm gonna be cute and i had like a travel hat and you know i love hats so i had like this like my flying hat and i was just so like proud of myself and i got off that plane and i looked like a fucking rag i was like man i'm not even putting this hat on it's going right in the bag like i don't want anyone to know i was planning on being cute (laughs) now you just look homeless (laughs) i looked homeless it was not it was bad. They were saggy in the butt. Like, it was not cute. Can we circle back to Stephanie not knowing what linen is? You uh, guys yeah. want to annihilate oh, me yeah. about a fucking monarch butterfly or hummingbird on the back of a duck, but we can't annihilate her for not knowing what linen is, and she's 32 mm-hmm. years old. Which of those would be – I know what linen is. I know, like, what the fabric is, but which of those would be more beneficial in real life, thinking that a hummingbird flies on the back of a duck or knowing what linen-quality clothing feels <laughs> I like? I cannot stand mm-hmm. you, and I want you to know that. Like <laughs> – which one has more common how- sense attached to it? This means I'm not into the current fashion. You are just fucking dumb. Like, that's all there is to it. Linen. linen. I think is linen just like is burn. like an old cloth. Like, I don't <laughs> think that's a new age thing. Like, linen's been a thing for fucking centuries. Get out of here, Vanessa. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm saying it's literally the oldest materials. Worn. That's why I don't wear linen, because it wrinkles. That's why I don't wear it. The exact reason. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you just look like messy. Mm-hmm. Are you getting your fucking Reese's? Working on my fourth Reese's. I don't, this is all I have going for me. Can you mute? Greg and I shared that like Lady in the Tramp style in the dream. Ooh. <laughs> hey, put that no, in your all you, stuff, all, all you guys were doing was sharing. Like it was like a like the little kisses were in there, like not kisses, but like the little like cups were like in like a, a four package. pack, a king yeah. size. And you were just like sharing. Like it wasn't even like you were eating them together. You were just sharing Reese's, and it pissed wow. me off. Interesting. <laughs> wow. The story doesn't get better, Stephanie. It gets worse. 
Yeah, I know. Let's move on. <laughs> Did you guys think that Emily was a privileged big bitch like Chess was describing when she saw no. her private notes about her? No. You guys I didn't get Chess that vibe was. at all? No. Hmm. I think Chess was okay. just a jealous bitch. You didn't bitch. think there was any So I will say, I think I was going to say Chess was jealous. Emily had a normal life. Yep. She she lived, yeah. lived back with her parents after school because she couldn't figure out what she yeah. wanted to do. Chess never had that. So Chess always had to do it on her own. She didn't have a mom. So I think there was jealousy, but not that Emily was like privileged mm-hmm. necessarily. Emily was just had a, you know, she had both her parents. She had a normal life. Um, I think Jess yep. was just, Chess was jealous. Yep. Okay. All right. I'll allow that one. Um, here's a, a actual book club question that was at the back of the Kindle version of the book. Ready? Ready. Mm-hmm. Emily and Chess's book is part true crime slash nonfiction slash part memoir about their time at Villa Aestas and part literary mystery. How do you imagine Emily and Chess's The Villa Book differs from the book that we read? So like, do you guys have a thought of how their book was transpiring, like what it was about? I thought, again, here we go, that maybe at the end it would be like, oh, the book we just read was what they published. That's I was hoping for that. But oh, that, that would have been fun. Yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a hard time picturing what the book was like, like as she was describing where she was taking it and the parts she was writing and the pieces and the the description where it's part literary mystery, part crime, nonfiction, part memoir. What about her? I, yeah. I had a hard time figuring out how that would all tie up to be a, like a bestseller, national. Well, hit. that describes this book we just read to a T. It mm-hmm. has the women coming out on top. It's got part two crime nonfiction, like. Ooh, do I have a theory? <laughs> a theory that went beyond the pages? <laughs> do you? <laughs> wow, you want to say it out loud? so proud of you. <laughs> do you want a theory? Well, I did, but like, I just, I just, I, I thought that I would get a pretty bow wrapped up that says the villa was the New York Times bestseller that we just read the book that they wrote together because it was all these things I feel like put together. So, oh, anyways, do you guys have a thought about, about that at all? I guess is what I wanted to ask. What did you imagine their book was going to be? I struggled with the memoir part of it because the parts of the memoir that I feel would have related to this, they couldn't share like this, the affair and the killing of the, of Matt. Like, so I have a hard time. No, I have a hard time with the memoir part of it. Like what was the memoir? part? Yeah. How did they tie it all in? Because like the big thing that Chess wanted to say was like women come out on top whenever men are not involved. And like, how do you spin that without saying we fucking killed him? Like, how do you do that? So I had a hard time picturing how it would have all tied up. In my opinion. Okay. Okay. Well, I was going to say, I think what, what really would have been different about the book that they wrote is, you know, you think about Chess. So obviously Emily was a, a nonfiction writer or a fiction writer. Chess was a nonfiction writer. So she wrote about real life. That's really, that's what would have differed more about this book is it would have been like, and, and this is why you don't need men, bitches. Like, that's what had been added in the book. Like, it would have been the same story, but yeah. like, and then like a line about, this is why you don't need men, or this is why you follow your path and don't let anyone tell you to not go this path. Like, do I sound like chess? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I guess what could have made yeah. it a bestseller was, was Mary, this would have been the first time anybody reveals Mary's alternative ending. True. Because no one had found it yeah. yet. You know, it had not been discovered in the villa, so... This would be the first time they actually write, here's what really happened the night of the 1974 murder at the Villa Rosada with Noel Gordon and all that stuff. Like Mm -hmm. they would have had the ending of Mary killing Pierce and nobody else would have revealed that yet. So I guess I could see how that would be a really big 
bestseller hit, like true crime fans. Here's what really happened mm-hmm. from the from the killer's perspective, some shit like that. Do you guys feel like Emily rewrote the story of her and Chess's ending? Like it was kind of going one way. Do you feel like she redirected it? I guess that's where I was thinking she she redirected uh, Matt to come out there to kill them. So I feel like she was making that their ending, like they're in this together. They did this together. Um, Cause she says in the end she had to choose, I guess she's choosing chess forever as annoying and as fucked up and crazy as their non-trusting relationship is. She chose her for the rest of her life. So I feel like she was kind of rewriting her story with chess at the end of all this too. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they definitely couldn't put at the end that they killed Matt. Like, they definitely would have to have a different spin on what happened to Matt or, like, how it, I mean, how, what, how would they explain, plot hole, how would they explain to anybody why Matt came out to the villa? Mm-hmm. That's what threw me off. I'm like, why, why does any of that make sense? Like, it was suspicious They can't the say it was to come, ex- you know, expose the mm-hmm. affair. They can't say that. They can't say they, well, they didn't. him. So what was the, what was the reasoning? What was the reason? They talk about how in the article, the news article, whatever it is, they talk about how they, all three of them were already out there. They didn't really talk about the fact that they had the three of them out there to like spend the summer. So they didn't really talk about the fact that he came later so much as, which is weird. Another plot hole, I think, because if I was an officer and I determined that someone died, I would track when he showed up, how he showed up, how long you were there prior, the whole King of Boodle. Mm -hmm. And in this and in the story, it was that she was there writing and had these guests visit her, her friend and her husband come out. So it wasn't that it wasn't even on the radar that her and the husband were going through divorce or any of those things. Um, So I feel like that was a big plot hole. I feel like that was just wrapped up quickly and poorly, unfortunately. Yeah, that's Um, just a big plot hole on Rachel Hawkins. I also don't think. Come on, Rachel. I also would be shocked if Emily actually put in Mari's ending pages into the novel that they written on their own. I didn't. That was my thought. Really? I, Mary, I'm sorry. I don't think that she didn't put him in. She kept it she secret. Kept she kept it secret yeah. from what? Chess. She kept. Yeah, she did. She kept and it I don't. Herself. I think yeah. that that was her own inner. Like this was a secret for me. And I feel like mm-hmm. what's going to happen if I was Rachel, I would write part two, and I myself, as Emily, would have written secret pages and hidden them along with Mary's inside for another future writer or somebody to discover them and the story of the House of Villa, whatever, to continue on. In other novels. That's what I would, mm-hmm. if I was Rachel, have done with that storyline. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like That's it. Okay. I don't, like, I do don't think she brought up Mary's ending. Of, as, a, as an author, how do you sit on a gold mine of having a killer's perspective in their own handwriting that you found in well, the villa where the murder She used occurred? it and then killed her husband. So she can't be like, hey, Correct. here's this new letter that I literally Correct. verbatim like says what I did to my husband. Not verbatim, but. Correct. I mean, maybe maybe that's why. But and and you think about that was the one thing. And that somebody Emily served said was time was already in prison. Well, that opens up a whole other category of stuff. So did they do that? I don't think so. Because what's his face still served time for a so long time. Johnny? Fuck? So what Johnny the, before he, he killed himself. He it's a whole thing. He died. Yeah. So what I know, but I'm saying like somebody was convicted and all of that. No, what the fuck was the point of the villa book? It, I think it was just the I think this is part of her the 
gothic part of the whole story. Emily wanted that to be her little thing. Emily wanted this whole story to be hers. Remember whenever Jess started being like, she was like, it's my story. And I thought the same thing. I'm like, Jess, back the fuck up. Like, this isn't your story. Um, So I think Mm -hmm. Emily was just very protective of anything that she can keep. That was the only piece she kept to herself was that last page. She never told, or as far as we know, never Never told told Jess about it. Um, So I think it was her little, her thing to keep to herself, honestly. Um, She didn't use it in the book. I don't like it. I don't think she uses it in her book. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I think I don't, she keeps I don't, it a secret. I don't understand what the point of them, what the what their book was. Their book a fiction book or was it a true crime book? Because if it was true crime, it was a they true had crime slash fiction who slash. Cares? What was the yeah. fiction part of it? What's the fiction part of it? How do you do a fiction of a non crime? Nonfiction. Nonfiction. Sorry. Okay, so they wrote a nonfiction true crime book about the 1974 murder, but did not no. use Mary's alternate no. theory. No. It wasn't about the 19... It wasn't about that. It was about the villa being in that house. It was a mix of what happened during that time period, retelling it, because Lilith Rising wasn't the retelling of that crime. So they talk about the crime using Johnny as the actual murderer, and they talk about their time in the villa and dis- and going over it while living in that house, is what I think they did. And the fact that they also had a murder inside it. I don't think that was part of the story either. I don't think Matt's death ended up in that story. How was this a bestseller? We don't know. Well, I think there's probably people who like who like all this. I personally Wait, do not. Wait, what book are you I talking like about is the bestseller? <laughs> the Rachel's Rachel book? and uh, the Chess Or the book. Villa's book. Chess, the Chess and Emily's book. book. Yes. Oh, I thought you were questioning oh. Rachel's book. And no, I, I know like, what she meant. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh. Well, well I think Rose and I both were like, Chess is, it's got wake Chess's up, signature wake up. on it. Wake <laughs> <Is> up. Your rest <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like it would be interesting. It was interesting if they included Mary's personal account of what happened. That would be banger and like a well, hell I, of a fucking In like, my mind. Guess I think she might have included mind, some of it, like but did. not the, the last page. She didn't include the last page. Um, I don't think they, they said. I, I get what you're saying. But. Well, because I, I fully believe that because Mary even says, she's like, so, so a true fan might one day find my passages and tell the story in this way. And that's okay. I'll be long gone. And I don't really care at that point. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah. And that's what happened. They found it and they turned it into a bestseller. And that made perfect sense to me. Not including that. That's what makes sense to me. Not including that. Maybe they so did. Like Who the frick knows? It's not yeah, I'm saying like it's not a, So come up with your own yeah, theory. It's not a right answer. I'm going to go off, off script and go with thinking that she included what really happened. And that's why it became so popular. Cause you're like, Oh fuck. Right. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. I was in the villa yeah. and I found these passages. Yeah, because that's a fucking story. That's a fucking that's a story. story right there. Yeah. Not yes. including that is just like a, what are we doing here? Like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. But it was enough of a story that we enjoyed it. The reason I think that they that they might have not included that is there's two reasons. One, I feel like Emily kept that to herself because it was how and what she used to kill Matt with. Like, that's the inspiration she needed, the motivation she needed to do it. Because she very much so became, like, one with Mary throughout this thing. Like, she felt like she was like Mary, which was part of the point. So, again, I feel like the house itself was, like, uh, just the house remembers, the house knows. So, she, I think that she was keeping those secrets within the house. Like, unless you came and visited his house and found these pages, you're not going to know this. I think she personally probably wrote something and hid it along with the, the stories again. And I think the story itself, the true crime of it, is just the story of what happened in 
Villa Aestis back in the 70s because that is in fact a story people would want to know. They would want to read about this rock star that had this thing and then got murdered by his drug dealer while his girlfriends were doing whatever and then they wrote this beautiful story and the other one became a writer. I mean, um, or became an artist. There's so many that's that's a true crime crime sorry, that's a true crime story all in itself. It doesn't need to have the secret hidden ending to it. People would still read about that yeah. all by itself. And they do. They did. We did. We read the story knowing that that's what happened before we ever heard about the secret ending at the end. I mean, we thought it ended just with mm-hmm. that, just the way that it was written out. It'd be hard not to use the pages, obviously, is what was Stephanie's saying. But there was a reason it seemed like Emily didn't because it kind of it, it hit mm-hmm. her motive of what, why she did what she did. Um, and what I was going to say was it's not off subject, but along the same lines, I just thought it was really cool that Mary hid stuff. Like, you think about it, like, it's the 70s, whatever. Like, there's no Mm -hmm. internet. There's no whatever. Like, you're not thinking like like we do today. And you're thinking that someone's going to show up at this villa and they're going to read your book well enough to find hints of where you hid pages. Like, it's kind of cool to think about, like... That you yep. thought that far ahead, even in the seventies, you're like, you know what? I'm going to hide some pages and write. I'm going to, I'm going to fuck some people's lives up because I'm going to write some alternate endings to stuff and yeah, <laughs> just really blow their mind. Like I'll be dead. Yeah. She wrote neat. that later, though. She did. She is what I'm saying. Before she died, home and yeah, leave that a long time later. That was that was one of my actual questions I wrote in my private notes. So we know that she hid where she hid some of the pages, but there was the final final pages where she writes the the ending where mary is the one who bludgeons pierce but they never say where she found mm-hmm. those pieces where do you guys think she found those passages i have no theory oh, that's a great question i have, I have no, no idea question no idea because they talk about they, how she tried all the floorboards she yeah. tried all the window seats she tried all the bookshelf she did uh, she ooh, tried ooh. all the stuff and i oh inside the book no 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 um no because the, she read that book she pulled it in out that more. in the 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 stairway to hell in that place wherever it was that, that oh that's right is that where she saw i bet that's probably where she hid the final passages because she had said only a true fan is going to ever mm-hmm. find these somebody who ever truly read the book and really got into the history because you had to both read the lilith rising and experience that part of italy mm-hmm. to go to the real life place of the tunnel going down to put two and two together. So maybe that's oh, where she hit it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. God like damn, it. I'm smart. And that oh, you're really creative, and it's annoying. It's so annoying. Ugh. It's exhausting being me. God. Are you done? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just funny and creative. God. No wonder I can get away with so much with my husband. I'm a hoot. Oh Among other gosh, things. Hoot. I'm a hoot. <laughs> I'm a hoot and a half. <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> Roseanne, let's get into the parallels of the Frankenstein and the villa. Yes, let me hop back into that real quick. So one interesting parallel was that Percy Shelley, the husband, died by drowning when his boat sank off the coast of Italy. So that was interesting hmm. that we had Matt drown. Then we got Percy Shelley. Um, and we didn't talk about this, but um, in the in the villa story, um, Mari and Pierce had a son that died um, because he was on tour or something and the baby had a fever and he didn't think it was a big deal. So they didn't go take him to the hospital and the baby passed away. 
Um, and the Shelleys also had, they had several children, but one of them died at two weeks old. I think she actually had, well, I should have made this better note, but I think it was maybe four or five children and several of her children actually ended up dying. Um, but that was just another interesting parallel as well. Um, another fun fact. Okay. In the book, um, Pierce's first wife, she ended up drowning herself. They got a nice little telegraph while they were on vacay. And in real life, Percy Shelley's first wife also drowned herself. And, um, oh, this is another one of the um, children deaths, but Mary Shelley, her second daughter died as a result of Percy's refusal to obtain adequate medical care for her, such as in the story when, Oh, Billy. Yeah. When Pierce was like, no, he doesn't need to go to the doctor. And he died. Billy. Vanessa. Remember? Oh, Billy. Billy. I'm like trying to get her attention. She's texting. It's Ben. He's telling me he's leaving. And I was like, fine, go by. Be quiet. white chick. Where's he going? He's taking, he went fishing today. It is 622. Yeah. Thanks, Sam. Anyways, I have one last fun fact. Mary Shelley kept Percy's heart on her desk in a jar for 30 years until she died. I love that. Let me guess who would do I that. I love that. Stephanie, I knew she was going to say that. That's weird, I mean, it, right? It is I love that. Interesting. Very interesting and weird. How do you request that? Yeah, I have. Can I want to know too. I don't Can know. Can you request like, hey, what if you wanted his like dick on I your- I would like a penis. Yeah. Desk for 30 years. Well, I think that- um, corrodes or whatever because it's like flesh but a heart is not flesh right it's a muscle oh and it was somehow like danced on her research no i haven't it's just like common sense you fucking idiot um <laughs> it's like the I'll heart it. <laughs> if you put it in something though will it stay kind of like a shark that like they put the baby sharks in that weird jello That's right, like white, formaldehyde. that juicy stuff and you it guys like Google exists that. and lives hold on you guys can google that um, all right history. stephanie you google because my stuff you is black sometimes so you google in a jar <laughs> You oh need to God, say penis. A dick is not going to... And then click on images. Oh I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Welcome to the world's only museum devoted to penises. Yes. It's a thing. <laughs> Where is this at? Where is it? Is it in Amsterdam? In <laughs> Iceland, a man has collected 283 oh. preserved penises from 93 species of animals, including Homo sapiens. If you have $10 to spare when next time you're in Iceland, you can go see the collection. I kind of want to go to Iceland. Uh, it's definitely worth mostly, $10. Yeah. Mostly yes. preserved. Where in Iceland? So see. So there we go. So you can see the Northern so Lights Stephanie, and yes, the capital sir. city of Reykjavik. Yeah. But yeah, he, uh, he oh, does it. Yeah. He preserves them in formaldehyde yeah. and displays them upright in glass jars. Great. That's like a popular city. Yeah, we can easily go Sure. There. Among the collections mm-hmm. are dozens of giant whale penises, tiny guinea pig, hamster and rabbit penises, giant. wrinkled gray horse penises, and a coiled ram's penis that looks unsettlingly human. Some are limp, resting against the sides of their jars, while others seem to have been preserved in an erect state. This is <laughs> Fascinating. Someone needs to surface. We're all we're all just sitting with like our mouths open. (laughs) Who wrote this article? (laughs) Yeah. So he 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 preserves preserves them in formaldehyde so they'd more closely retain their original appearance. Previously, he was drying them. 
What do you see, Sam? <laughs> I'm disturbed. Can you share your screen? Damn it. What can you oh, share? I wish... Can I? Share. Share your share. screen. You can, get the you can do a presentation. <laughs> Wait for it. Oh, wow. look, look at this. She's just in awe. Oh, oh. But this is the guy. Look at her. Look at that chef. Oh, Wait for it. This God. is who. This is. This must be the guy. Yes. Look at him fondling it <laughs> with his whale. Look at this it's thing. It's a curator. Oh my God. Oh my God. That is That's definitely a horse, horse one. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Stephanie or Samantha just like, like she, some she like touched it with her she mouth. She traced it. She outlined it. The length of <laughs> Do it. Do you see this? <laughs> Everyone, you can see everyone comes up to it. They're like, oh my God. <laughs> Look at it hanging off the wall. It's just... <laughs> Look at him. He's so happy. He's like, just me and my penises. Men are so Ooh, ridiculous. Look at this one. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. Is that a cast? Look. Is that Jimmy? Oh, wow. That's very. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure that it's a cast of Of you. Oh, that's what I was that thinking. thick. A massive giraffe penis. Stark white and adorned with a cuff of fur at its base and mounted on the wall. Oh, is this it? This has cuff of fur? What is that? No, it's mounted this on the wall. A dried that. elephant penis of oh. a frankly startling length and girth. That must be right. the one that's dangling from the gr- from the wall that everyone keeps touching. This is probably one of the my favorite things we've discovered throughout the history of the podcast so far. A few sluts. Don't wrap it up. <laughs> I know. Real we do quick. have to wrap up, guys. It's 6.30. Wrap it up. We're supposed to be done by 7, Stephanie, so you can go to bed. All right, but just one more. There you go. That's what you wanted to see. I'm not sure what that is, but it's called the French tickler. <gasps> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. That's a good one. You're welcome. Thank you for sharing wow. the French okay. tickler with us. We'll have to make a note to share the link to this article. <laughs> Um, when we share, if you if know, you know, you know. <laughs> so yeah, formaldehyde, that's how you preserve the penis, but you have to do it before they become old and you have to do it. You have to sew it up correctly or else it will shrivel and be an unrecognizable human mass. Mm-hmm. How do they get it to stay hard though? Is my question. I think you have to kill them while it's erect so. and somehow keep the blood in. A lot of pressure. Okay. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> Heart might be easier. Does it get hard after they die? You know how like people like have gas and like make sounds and stuff after they die? Do you think that their penis gets hard afterwards? Rigor mortis. Won't they technically get no. hard again? It would it would make it hard. No. Yeah. That's why True. I'm asking. I'm gonna say I'm no. gonna Google that later. If anybody too. has killed a man, can you report back on if his dick got hard from rigor mortis? On the mortis? penis status. Yeah. yeah after. Mm-hmm. What's that lady's name who cut it off when he was alive? She might know. Lorena Bobbitt. Ooh, yeah, that lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bobbitt. Right. She knows. Roseanne knows her name by <laughs> heart. <laughs> I'm moving into reviews now. Oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, okay, let's do it. Let's move on. All right. Um, Vanessa, you start. You aren't going to like my review. So when I first read this book and as soon as I finished it, I was enjoying it up until the ending. Um, But after I've spent a lot of time mulling it over, I've upped my star rating a sliver. 
Um, only because I kind of like the mystery ending. Like I've I've started to kind of rethink some things and think about the part of it. And I like the possibility of there being a little bit of house predetermined, predestined actions based on that and things like that. So anyway, I gave it a solid three. Um, and I say that only because it was an enjoyable read in the beginning. It's an easy read. It has some of its good moments in it. I like some of the little comical areas in it. Only a little. Um, I didn't love any of the characters in any way. Like I didn't bond with any of them. So that kind of made it drop down in its star rating. I do enjoy her other writings. So I don't want to bash her too much. Um, this was not my favorite of her writings. I definitely felt like she's written some better ones. Um, but a solid three. I would, you know, it's a vacation read. Go ahead. Give it a whirl. Okay. Uh, Sam? Um, so I gave it a 3.75. <laughs> um, a lot for the same reasons Vanessa did. Like, I did, I did enjoy the book. Um, and when I was – actually, when it was over, I was annoyed because I'm like, all right, Chess is a whore. Emily's dumb. Like, how did Emily not get caught killing Matt? Like, I had all these thoughts, but then I, like, started thinking more about the book. And that's when I liked it more. Like when I started to kind of think about, well, why did so-and-so do this or whatever? Um, so honestly, I enjoy the book. I listened to it twice or almost a full two times just to kind of get a good feel for it. Um, but it was good. I mean, it was, it, it's not something I'm probably going to read like again anytime soon, but I might read it again, like in a couple years when I forget what it's about. <laughs> why would you have, yeah. Why would you want to read it again? <laughs> do you do that? I'll never read it again. I mean, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I forget what books are about sometimes. I want to read another one. It was an easy read is what I'm saying. Like, I actually wanted more. I wanted more of the original villa days. Like, I just want a book about them all in the villa in the 1970s. Like, just give me more of that. You know, yeah. I enjoyed that part. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sammy. I mean, Steffi. Um, I gave the book 3.5 stars uh, for a lot of the same reasons. I didn't super bond any of the characters. I liked that there was a bunch of authors in there. That was fun for me, a bunch of writers and their creative, you know, the way they did things. I enjoyed that part of it. But what I did not enjoy was how I had to tie up the story in my own head. And Rachel didn't do it for you. So you had to kind of create your own it was like create your own ending is kind of how it felt to me it was like nothing that I felt like was going to be finalized ever got finalized I hated the way it got finalized by Mary's perspective like I I did not like the ending it annoyed me I was like no go back to when you did it like I didn't like that Mary's was just this alternate you know I didn't like any of that um so I just gave it three and a half stars I would not like if someone was like give me a good book to read this book would not come to mind as something I would highly recommend somebody read um I did read it quickly. I only read it. I mean, but it's not, it's not a very big book, you know, um, she's little, she's short. Um, and I read it in just maybe, I think I read it in like two days or something. Um, so it was, it was enough to keep me entertained, but I was disappointed when I got to the end. So therefore three and a half stars. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I gave the book four stars. Um, It did very much entertain me. I was very intrigued, especially the flipping back and forth. Um, My favorite parts like you, Sammy, were the the rockers, you know, little air. I loved all that. I loved all their personalities, not vibing and all the drama. I enjoyed that. Um, When I got to the part about she wasn't being poisoned and it wasn't some plot to kill her, I was, you know, like, well, damn, that's where I thought it was going. So, and the fact that I didn't even think to tie it off pages, like off the pages. I kind of just was like, okay, except that as the ending, you know, 
but even with all that, I still gave it four stars because I did really like it. I liked the the newspaper clippings. So you're getting these little different perspectives throughout it. I did enjoy that. I thought that was kind of clever. So, I mean, and the fact that even after I went back and looked at the background of the book, I was like, well, it's kind of a little bit genius because she incorporated this old ass story in this revamped kind of way. And I did enjoy that too. So anyways, four stars from me. Will I say it's a must read? No, but it was entertaining. It won't stop me from reading Rachel Hawkins books, but you know. No. Yeah. I enjoy her stuff. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still have Reckless Girls on my shelf. That's I have a good not one. read it you yet. Read that one, so. Oh, that's a good, a good one. one. Yeah, that one, yeah. that one, I would say I rated that one much higher than this book. I would that one I I yeah. did thoroughly enjoy, which is why I was very yeah. excited about the villa. And I just it just didn't it just didn't land great with me. Didn't deliver. You know, yeah. I, I wasn't um, excited to read this. I wasn't. Well, I it was different than what I ended up what it ended up being like expected it to be one thing, but it turned into all these other little stories. And I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was just going to be about these girls in a villa. Like I didn't know they were pulling in this other story and then like reading about the background of it. And I was like, Oh, okay. So it became more interesting as I got along in it. Yeah. Roseanne picked this book for our book club. This is a rosy pick. I think, yeah. I think I might've helped. I might've also said Rosie, Rosie and Sam. Pick. Um, and I don't, I don't hate the book. And I suggested yeah. it to my Honestly, new book club. Read that it because it is a good book to read. Just read it. Just don't read it again. And then, so I'll see how it goes. Um, as I first of all invited myself to this book club, what a wine wine club with a book problem. Um, <laughs> so I'll see how it goes. I invited myself to their book club, and then I've also recommended this book as kind of like, oh well, just because I'm being lazy, I don't want to read two books. Y'all read this one, <laughs> so I don't have to binge. Wow. And so, yeah, look what I did. <laughs> when do they? When are they covering it? Because I am curious what other people think about it. Um, January fifth. So okay. before this one gets report released. Report back. So next week. Okay. I yeah. Will. Yeah. Do oh, report nice. back. Let us know yeah. what they thought about it. Do they do ratings? Like, give it stars ratings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Let us know where people yeah. land with it. Yeah, I had a feeling this wasn't yeah. going to be a banger for any of us. You know, we've read some pretty banger books recently, and this was definitely. I mean, it was fine. I wasn't, you know, I did not think we were going to kill this much time talking about it. I'll say that. Yeah. Well, you spent 45 minutes looking at penises. True. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we We did. did. I did. I typically listen to our books twice. I listened to this one once. That's how much I. You didn't need to listen to it two times to get the gist of it. No, No, but I listened to two. I I will read it once and listen to it just to have the both perspectives typically. But because this one was not something I thoroughly enjoyed. I did not want to waste my energy reading it twice. I'll say that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Noted. But I still like her stuff. So thanks Rachel for your others. Yep. Um, and I would say if y'all haven't read the wife upstairs, that one was super good too. That was my first that one Rachel is Hawkins good. book. And that one was I have great. not. I have not read it. Even though it it's a woman upstairs, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was good. Very good. But hers There's was like one of the first women month. upstairs. Hers was one of these yes, others came later. Was hers was one of the first women ones. in the attic. Yeah. So, in her defense, yeah. she had that idea first. Ish. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting into character sessions. Let's do Are it. Get my Google ready. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, let's go. All right. Up first, we got Emily. Arby Plaza. Oh, okay. 
I'll allow Suzanne, it. What is it with you and <laughs> these characters? Talking I need. I have a lot bitch. of questions for you. Why is it another Wait, White Lotus this? again? Who is this? Do you have anyone um, other than White Lotus this is characters Jess? for any of your novels? Emily. Emily. Who is this? I haven't oh, chosen her okay. for anyone yet. I was imagining someone a little softer than Aubrey. Really? But Emily was a bitch. She wasn't. Emily was a bitch. Yes, she wrote she cozy was. mysteries. She Emily was a bitch, was y'all. She, was, a she bitch. thought chess was, a, chess was annoying. Chess is, Honestly, that's why she was Emily a bitch. Emily was relatable. Was annoying, but I thought, I thought Emily was a bitch. No. Oh, I didn't get that vibe either. Wow. Emily was normal. Why? Because she didn't want to share her book with much. Chess. I felt like. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Okay. I mean, I like cool. her. Yeah. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay. Okay. I mean, I could see it in like what, the fancy picture for the first one. I see no, but like there's like a more basic one of her. Yeah, that could be yeah. Emily. Because she's not like I didn't picture her as like a knockout. You know. Yeah. In fact, she's in a movie called Emily the oh, Criminal. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't watched so, that, by the way. I think it works. Okay. Um, all right. So for chess, I chose Blake Lively. I knew it. I knew it. I knew I you knew were going to do Blake Lively. She was one of my options. Mm-hmm. I just like her in general. So she's, no, she's I'll always pick. say she's great for any of the roles. Yeah. She can play so many different ones. You know who else I had in my head was Rachel McAdams. Well, not yes. for – I didn't have her for okay. chess, though. I feel like she could play a good fake, like, you know, inspirational – Oh, so you yeah. have her for someone else? No, uh-huh. I didn't. Yeah, I but didn't. I, I like I, I like Blake Lively for her, too, though. She's a good chess. Well, she also needs to be tall, blonde, and, and fucking floaty layers of linen. Yeah. And that's Blake Lively all day, I feel like. I got uh-huh. it. I get it. All right. Okay. I'm going to go into the 70s characters. I Wait, chose what about her... Matt? What? What about oh, Matt? I didn't really pick a Matt. I didn't really pick a Matt. He was in there for one second. Let's give her a hot douche. He's Red not. Pick. He's kind Three of a douche. douche. Red- uh, Chase Crawford. He's a hot douche. I just pulled up my thing. Um, Chase Crawford. Okay. He looks like a hot douche. Just, He's good. It works. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's Chase fine. Crawford, I'll, I'll write that in my notes. Did you see him? Okay. Yeah. Oh, he hasn't it. been anything in a while either. Roseanne, you can't keep cherry picking the characters you only want to find. Like, you can't cherry pick. Main characters, Roseanne. Matt is a main character. He's, He's a an part essential of the, part to why Emily chose to do what she did. Yeah. And he got murdered. He's an essential part of the oh, story. Oh, yeah, I forgot the murder at the end. I'm yeah. having flashbacks yeah. when Frederica didn't get a character in September House. Oh. I know! Okay, you're good. So disappointed. Okay. Um, You're about to get fired. I'm hanging on by a thread this month, so you get what you get. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean a tiny thread. (laughs) Okay. Mari. Mari. I chose Mari. It's Mary. You didn't listen to Audible. It's Mari. It's Mary in the Audible. Audible. (laughs) She's got nothing. Also, can I just so point out real quick, one thing you didn't say was a parallel is the fact that the characters from the the people who yeah. were part of the full Frankenstein is Percy and Pierce and Mary and Mary with an I. You couldn't be more mm-hmm. freaking common than, why do I hear both screaming? He's been screaming this whole time for like was an that, I thought that was a dog. All right, you'll be fine. Hmm. All right, let's okay. carry on. Um, all right. So, Mary... I chose her name is Phoebe Denever. 
P-H-O-E-B-E, Denever, D-Y-N-E-V-O-R. She Icelandic? Ooh. Okay. I no, like she, I could see it. Yep. Because Mary Mary was yeah, a redhead, redhead, right? Small, petite, perfect. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Del- Excellent choice like for Xan. Delicate perfect. features. I like it. Okay. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent All choice. Right. I would love to see her bludgeon someone. Me too. She, so she played in this show I just watched on Netflix called uh, Fair Game. It was really good. It's a woman on top of the Wall Street. Mm. Um, she ends up being a badass in the end. So if you need something good to watch, that's a good one. Um. Okay, so Lara, I chose Amelia Clark, but not Amelia Clark as Game of Thrones Daenerys, more Amelia Clark like homie, regular. Because she can do that? Yes. She looks very unattractive in a um, non touched up photo. Very common. I will say. Yeah, if she's not Daenerys, she's not, like, banging. Yeah. No, I could see. No, I think she's good, because that's the way they kind of describe her. Is like she, she could be, like, your friend from yeah. school or something. Yeah. Um, and not, you know, just a looker. Like, try and real I, and hard. Clark I can look very, very plain, which is interesting. Yeah. Well, she is, but she can also look super, yeah. super plain. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I was also All thinking right. that Laura, Laura was a blonde. Like, I mean, I guess you I mean she could dye her hair, wear a wig, but I don't know. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I was, was picturing her brown hair, brown eyes, because she had. They said something about like her dark eyes, so I was just picturing oh, brown. Did they? Hair. I think they okay. did. Yeah. Um. Okay. For Pierce, I t- chose Timothy Chamelet. This is for Pierce Chamelet. Yes. That's fine. C H M A C H L A E T. Yes. He seems a little boyish, but that's fine. You know, because I guess because yeah, but but Pierce was, was boyish, boy. but I could He's see. 20. Yeah. I yeah. can definitely see him. No, I could see it. Man. Me for too. Sure. That's why I chose yes. <laughs> for this. And his perfect <laughs> jaw. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. He's also banging Kylie Jenner. Yeah. Of course. Oh. Well, they look alike, so that would make You're sense. You're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. We're so beautiful. <laughs> right? That's this. We should do it together. <laughs> it's like looking in a mirror. <laughs> exactly. Um, I bet it's like the most boring sex ever. Do you Maybe think so? On. Yeah. Like, yeah, because they have to be perfect at everything they do, so they can't just have fun. I always wonder about that. Like, all the Kardashian women because they're fun. so beautiful. Like, are they fun? Or is it just because they're, they're so no beautiful? That's and why hot. there was only one sex tape that ever got released, and that's why no one watches it anymore. Chloe might be a good lay. Kim Kardashian is a shit lay. No, I doubt was going to say mind. Chloe. Period. Um, she's Chloe, the younger one, right? She could be fun. She's she's, she's the younger got, one, right? But she's done so much to herself, though. That I think that she also is very worried about the way that she looks. So she won't get in weird positions. She won't try anything unusual because she has. That's to have the older a, one, right? Yeah. They're all that way. There's no way a single one of them lets loose and just like doesn't give a shit what they look like when they are just getting in them odd rolls and spots. There's no they way. They for sure would not be hogtied in front of a fire at Christmas. For, for sure, no, they would not. Absolutely. For sure. I, Stephanie, there's a lot of. People I think we that should also do. post that as a poll question. <laughs> and is, you would you? <laughs> and if you ain't doing that, you ain't living. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. 
Um, All right. What else you got? Okay. So for Noel, um, I chose a guy. His name's it. Alan Richson. And the the pictures that are Richen? coming up on Google Image, yeah, R I T C H Reacher, yeah, Reacher. But I uh, spell it. But Reacher, R I T C H S O N. Because he's, I was imagining a guy, a smidgen older, not not super old, just a smidgen older, who's got that air about him of the royal flair, and I could totally see him with okay. his. What's what's his layers? Can you see open him and... fucking Pierce? Yeah, his robe on with his blue jeans on with no shirt on. Something about um, when he I looks a little too, I think, fit. Well, yeah, he's um, way too big. All the Google images are coming opinion. back very uh, fit, which is not what I'm envisioning. Nothing um, about this works for me. Okay, this is. I mean, if you is, scroll down, this a good is what ways, I was envisioning there's, here. There's some good ones as Noel. This exact image. Yeah. No. I envision so when you're talking about these royalty guys, these guys don't work out. They're just skinny by nature. They're just like they're kind of pale. This is what I'm envisioning. It's just this kind of like Pierce, like this, who you pick for Pierce. This guy but is Noel in was no a way, little shape, older, and he was a little he always more looks brutish, red and though. constipated. I, I no. picture Noel just who? a lot more brutish, I guess, than the other little no. flimsy dudes. Yeah. And that's why I yeah he jumped out at me. No. You don't have to love it. That's fine. He does not do it for me. I'm having a hard time because I also was like picturing someone like like Steven Tyler, Aerosmith. Kind but of he's guy, too, guy, too you know, fucking so like, old. Well, he is now, but there well, could be someone young. who plays him. I mean, he was young. Young Steven Tyler. He was young at some point. Okay. He's way too big, Rose. All right. I mean, Hold if on. you look up young Aerosmith, I, I could totally see it. Yeah. Well, right. if we, like, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. I didn't know we That's were. That's it right there. But only young Going one. with people who aren't physically currently actors. What? Nami. I know, but just somebody in that vibe, not Reacher. <laughs> For the record, yeah, I never watched Reacher. Big, For the fucking record, I never watched her. Oh. Okay, here we go. Mick Jagger, Harry Styles, we're done. There it there is. We go. That's what I'm saying right there. That's it. Pierce That's what Noel I'm saying. Done. Got it. Done. Yep. I said perfect. Who was that? Wait, wait. Who was that? But I had Jagger. somebody else for Johnny. Oh. I had someone else for Johnny. Who's Johnny? I chose Austin Butler for Johnny. Okay, like you're on the right track with all of these guys except for Noel. Mm-hmm. Like Noel does not fit in with these guys. Actually, this guy could be Noel. Because I this guy could be this Noel. guy could be a Noel. I was picturing Noel just a little more, not some scrawny, not the scrawny 70s rocker. He was a little more than that. He was royalty. So I, I pictured him just, like I said, I keep saying it, but just a little more brutish than the younger dudes. And he wasn't a lot mm-hmm. older. He was just a little older, but I just pictured him a little more rough than these children. Royalty, that is the exact opposite of what they would have been. They would have had no calluses on their hands, never worked a day in their lives. Like, no. I don't know. A six-pack because they're so skinny that they, they don't have any fat on their stomach, not because they work out. That's that's who I picture for all of these rockers. I'm not picturing the Reacher with the abs. I'm picturing the Reacher with 
the one the picture i showed you and i'm, I'm gonna stick with that one i don't know that's what i'm going with we riot no we riot at dawn i don't know that's agree. fine if you choose someone from the office you're fucking discredited again so okay <laughs> that was one time it's been every time you find somebody okay white lotus white lotus there's <laughs> there's a lot of different actors in that one okay well that was all i had does anyone have anything else that they had in their mind? No. Do we care about Johnny? Yeah. She already did She did say Johnny. I he was Austin Butler. Oh, I missed that part. Oh, I was still Googling. I like I thought I felt so bad I for Johnny. Him a lot, yeah. I know, me Poor too. Poor Johnny. I liked his character. He was just used and it's mm-hmm. sad. When he was I sitting when he when they were talking when um when Noel was talking bad about him in the stairway to hell kind of yeah. thing and he was just sitting on the stairs listening that was just really sad it, is sad. it was sad. and then he just smiled like everything was okay like poor and then he just went and got fucked up like yeah just poor guy yeah he he pulled at my heartstrings and like watching like watching Mary be treated by Pierce like the way she was mm-hmm. and like having to like he was like probably like the only decent guy there and like the good guy always gets overlooked and then, yeah you know yeah yeah all right. Um, Vanessa already briefly went into, or she didn't briefly go into it. She went into it, but her one-off Big book time. for this month is going to be the Akatar series. Um, yeah, she's got her heart on for that one, and I mean hard. Um, it's hard. Anyways. It's deep. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sneaking under my covers oh, wow. to read it. It's deep. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> okay. Whoa. I'm so but glad no. I for those back. of you that have not read it yet, you should. It's it's good. Even if you're you know not what in I the mean. fantasy, it's good. <laughs> um. And I, I briefly went into this earlier, but my oldie but goodie for this month is going to be Verity by Colleen Hoover, um, mostly for the alternate ending vibe that she had in that book. And Verity, I think from all of us, it was a total mind fuck, five stars. We had to take a read break. Mm-hmm. We had to discuss it. So that one is definitely yep. an absolute must read on all of our pages, five stars across the board. Um, in fact, if you say otherwise, because I have some friends, Lori. Who uh-huh. who were not blown away by Verity, and I was like, how? Like how? How can you not be blown away by Verity? So if you're one of those and you have some further uh-huh. explanations, I would love to hear them on Instagram. If you want to hit us up, Lori, I'll be waiting. Um, anyone else? One of my favorite <laughs> things was in the in the psychological thrillers group um, on Facebook. Somebody was like, if blowjobs could be a character, and that was pretty accurate because. <laughs> Yeah. They were a star in that book. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That made me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly, a lot of people, like a lot of people did not like Verity. They were like, this is boring. Worst book I've ever read. Blah, blah, blah. And it had me like screaming yeah. at the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's so interesting how different people can, it can hit different for people because it's, yeah, that, that one landed for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's all I got. You ready to outro? That's a wrap, y'all. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a wrap on episode. What are we on? Nine. Mm-hmm. New nice. season. Hi guys. We didn't even go into that. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Season, season episode two. one. Season two. <laughs> We're not gonna do that. Let me cut you short right there. We're You're not, not about to fucking confuse me. No. This is episode <laughs> nine. <laughs> season two. All right. So we're back. <laughs> that was episode nine. Did you miss us? Are you thirsty for more? Oh my god. <laughs> Our February book club pick is 20 Years Later by Charlie Donlia. Donlia? Donlia. Depends on where you're from. Uh, the book, uh, a little description about it real quick. Uh, 20 years after an accused murderer's initial meeting with her attorney is cut short by the 9-11 attack, a shocking discovery reopens the case and several other mysteries as well. 
So please head over to our Instagram for release dates and further details about the book. And guys, while you're snooping around on our Instagram, please remember to drop us a line and let us know how we did. The good and the bad, we really want to hear from you. Oh, and also, please don't forget to subscribe to our channel wherever you get your podcasts. And please remember to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Yes, we are so close to 2,000 downloads of our podcast, which is a big number for us, for us nobodies. We are super, super close, so please keep sharing the word, telling your friends about our podcast, inviting them to give us a listen. Um, And if you have book recommendations for us, we want to hear them. Apparently, we're going on a theme right now of back and forth timelines. That's where we're heading on these first two books. Um, But if you have one you want to recommend, just shoot it to us over on Instagram, and we will add it to our list. All right, that's a wrap. Cheers, my friends, and happy reading. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.